Are we better at unlocking achievements here or eating food? Co-Optimus Prime. And why don't you stay a whilst and listen to the entire show? This is Achievement Hunting 101. Welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof, and thank you for listening. This is level 44. So Michelle dropped out this week. She went back to her puzzle games or whatever it is that Michelle's do. So it's just back to the typical pickle party. With me, we have Nate, Corey, and Elle. What's up, Gus? Vlasic. Classic. No, I'm a Vlasic guy. I don't know what you guys are. I'm Vlasic. You're flaccid? Yes. (laughs) What are we talking about? <laughs> Starting off on the wrong pickle, guys. All right. Well, how was your guys' Memorial Day weekend? Corey, let's go. Let's start with you. Well, it was a weekend that I didn't have to work. So, plus, off the bat, gaming-wise, it was really productive. Ooh. I am working on curating my RTDL list in a different way by knocking out all these low-ratio games that are in my pool uh, that mostly that I've dived and have been sitting there for a long time. And so I knocked out where the bees make honey. I did that second run. Where do I, they make honey? Uh, um, yeah, where do they make honey? Honey? In their butts. <laughs> <laughs> I also finished the long reach around and it was, <laughs> it was okay. Uh, I followed a guide. To, to help me with that but um yeah it was it, i that one i think it was my fault but there was one achievement it was a un, it was non-missable and it didn't pop for me i think it was because i left it in standby mode and came back to it and so oh. i did have to replay like i don't know which 45. achievement i don't it was for finishing like the first section like the first chapter or yeah, what is that that happened to michelle too she missed one because of the the same reason so I had to, once I was done, I started a new game and I had to play, you know, 30 minutes or whatever to get it, but. Drink from the fountains? Um, no, I got that one. Oh. Like that was a collectible one. After this one didn't pop, I immediately saved, quit, and I relaunched the game and everything else. After that popped fine. So luckily it wasn't a collectible one. It wasn't an in-game one either. I also knocked out Glass Masquerade. I told you I would, nice. that's kind of one of those, you know, play a puzzle a day here and there. So I had like three, four puzzles left. And I just decided to knock it on out. Uh, let's see. Oh, I have three more games, man. I also beat the Moose Man, another game that I had only dived previously. Followed you beat a walkthrough up Koosh? for that. That's not nice. <laughs> Don't beat Koosh. I would never oh, wait, do that. You just said that. Um, it was very <laughs> boring. <laughs> I'll, 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 yeah it was just boring there's like 52 collectibles um, there is chapter select if you happen to miss one I didn't um, because I was intentionally making sure I got each one uh, there's a couple there really was one tricky one uh, that I would I would say actually you should follow a guide uh, if you don't want to have to go back and try to find it although it probably wouldn't really take you that much time thanks Otherwise, sometimes you what a treasure yeah. Yeah, it was a sometimes, sometimes. you games. Uh, and oh, so the, re- the rest of the achievements were from the story. So 
uh, all in all, that game is very simple and easy. Probably two and a half hours of your time. Hey, Nothing it's uh, about it. It's Xbox One enhanced. Well, thank the Lord for that one. Six hundred meg game. <laughs> <laughs> I got two more games to uh, to let you know that I finished, and they're all more interesting than the the last ones, except for Glass Masquerade because that's a good game. Oh. That would be Turn On, the infamous game that has eighty two achievements. So uh, a level an achievement for every level completing every level and for completing every level three stars each one has its own and then there's some miscellaneous um most of the ones i had left were the auto scroller levels and man those, those are a pain i tell you what they are um luckily you can cheese it at some, certain spots but there was a lot of frustrating moments when i would do that strat you know intentionally fall off the line and it would reset my progress so frustrating. Really? Yeah, I, I kind of found... You have to get to the that, checkpoint. Well, no, if you go to the checkpoint, then you go too far sometimes. Because sometimes on the auto-scroll levels, they get faster. And so my strategy was to clear like the top two, die before... Well, don't die, but fall off before the checkpoint so I can redo that section and do the bottom two or something like that. Um, but there are certain invisible checkpoints that don't reset your starting progress uh, on the line, but reset my you know collective collectible progress in that level so uh i i I worked through it but that's all right the last one was one that has been i didn't think i was actually going to go back and get but i decided to pursue it and finish it out had two achievements left uh both were later in the game and the game started to get very frustrating for me and that was animal super squad definitely the the highest TA out of the bunch there at almost 1,500. Um, so not too incredibly hard, but um, frustrating nonetheless to uh, to get in the later levels to unlock the last character. But yeah, good weekend for me. You had a productive gaming weekend. Yeah, wow. yeah I had to prioritize to make sure I get my foof status after I neglected a lot of, a lot of stuff for RTDL. So like next month, it's like, Rattle like a rattle like a rattle like a right out the gate. I'm gonna get like 10k in the first few days. I've been saving. Them. Be a good start to next month. How yes, about you, sir, Nate? Me. How was your Memorial Day weekend? Oh, it's pretty good. I squeezed a birthday in there um, <laughs> on Memorial Day, uh, but my game time has not been that plentiful. In fact, I'm looking at my gamer score for the month, and I am way behind. I'm only at like. 4.2 thousand uh and i need to get another 5,000 really quickly so i might be hitting up some of this rattalikas rattalika is your friend right now yeah i need i need to get to the 9k for the month because uh, i think i was a little bit low last month too so if not this month then next month is gonna be bad um but gaming wise i completed finally uh batman arkham origins Blackgate edition or Blackgate super fancy edition. Nice. Uh, Deluxe edition. There you go. Uh, that game's fun. That is a good Metroidvania. Uh, it, it really scratches the Metroidvania itch. Uh, reminds me a lot of um, obviously the Arkham games. So the combat is not as good as the Arkham combat, but when you translate it into a 2D uh, system, it's not too bad. Um, so Blackgate came of, out before those games, right? 
Yes. So this one came out about the same time as Arkham Origins. So, and that was the, what, the third, third in the series, but it was yes. the, yeah, it was not. Um, it's the prequel to yes, that, Asylum. Yeah. yeah. So it's not the, it's not the good Batman Arkham, but uh, it's not bad. It's still a uh, good game. Yeah. It's a good game. I enjoy it. Um, so yeah, so it's got kind of the combat from Arkham, but it's not really the focus. The focus is really on the exploration and the Metroidvania-ness uh, of the game, and it's quite good. However, there are some things you need to be aware of if you don't want to end up playing the game a lot, and I thought I was doing a good job of that. But at the end of your three runs, um, each run, you're basically ending the game with a different villain. Uh, and then when you defeat that villain last... Um, you then have to go perform an action where you have to find five uh, boxes. And sometimes that'll be um, on the box will be a hostage or a bomb, or it'll be a puzzle that you have to solve uh, in a certain amount of time. After you get to the fifth box, um, and, it will, and as you're opening each one of these boxes, you then uh, open the box and you get the clue that tells you where the next one is. The fifth one has a little bit of story related to it. So it's very easy to forget to actually open that box once you're done. Uh, and if you do that, you've, you don't get a piece of a costume. Um, and if you then end the game, there's no going back to get that. Uh, if, you, if you wrap around and go to do game plus, you can't go back and get that piece. You have to do another completion. I thought I was doing a pretty good job of that, but I apparently messed up on my first run through. And I, and I did not get the belt that I needed from, uh, from the fifth uh, hostage, I think that I was looking for. So I, so after my second run, I was like, Oh, cool. I'm, this is it, man. I've got like three and a half hours and then I'm done this game. I was like, let me just go look through. And I started looking through and I saw that two of the costumes weren't completed yet. And there really should only have been one. So I messed up. So don't do that. Uh, it ended up costing me an extra four hours, but that game is fun. I, yeah, an extra four hours for a 400-point game. Um, so I, I know some people are shuddering when I say that, but uh, I had a good time with it. Um, maybe you want to break your runs up uh, and come back to it, but uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, after that, I played a little bit of Minion Masters. This is a free-to-play, um, kind of a... I mean, it's not a CCG. I thought I saw somewhere that it was a... A collectible card game, but it is... This just came out, right? This just came out, I want to say, last week or maybe two weeks ago at the most. Uh, and there was a free card pack that came with it or a free uh, DLC pack that came with it. Uh, this gives you um, a new Minion Master and, I don't know, some units. This is essentially um, Clash of Clans. Um, Ooh. What is the... What was the other one? Clash Royale. So... So strike that, not Clash of Clans, is Clash Royale. Uh, it's not as advanced. Uh, that's fun. I actually prefer it over Clash of Clans. Um, it well, is a, it's a Clash Royale light. Uh, it doesn't seem to have the same kind of niceties built into it, but it's it's not bad. It's a little bit buggy, but I knocked out um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about ten achievements. Um, it is, is going to be a bit grindy um, to get the... I think the I think it's 500 daily quests or 100 daily quests, but you can get three a day, so um, you will you know just kind of wear it down. And then there's 500 uh, ranked matches, but uh, e- either people aren't too good um, or I'm still in the the low levels. Uh, it does seem doable, but it does seem like a grind. Uh, you might want to check it out. It 
or you could do it on a separate account if you want to find out if it's for you or not. It's but, definitely um, just Clash Royale. I'm looking at the <laughs> screenshots. It's completely Clash Royale. Yeah, it's but very similar it's to Clash horizontal Royale. Horizontal instead of vertical. But it doesn't have the unit recognition that a Clash Royale has because I mean those units are very unique. These units, I'm still getting a little bit confused when I go to uh, to place one of them down. I'm not quite sure if it's the one I'm intending it to be or not. Um, and so I'm enjoying it right now. Um, might be worth looking at. I actually played Clash Royale for a little while, and I'm, I'm looking right now to see if there's a mobile app. Uh, it doesn't look like there is on iOS, at least. But this would be for the this? perfect game no. to add it to mobile and have achievements. Yeah, really? Yeah. Well, like I said, it's still a bit buggy. Uh, I don't think they're quite done with it yet um, or ready for all of the rollouts. What's weird is you can get this from Discord. So this is one of those Discord games that when you launch it, it says, hey, do you want to install this? And That's then different. Discord, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen this before. But Discord acts as an installer, and then you can launch it directly from Discord. I was checking that out because I was trying to redeem some um, unlocks that I got from signing up for a newsletter. And it wouldn't, it didn't look like the two were connected. Um, so I don't expect that they'll talk. And your progress will carry over. Uh, so if you just want the achievements, stick with the Xbox version. Uh, maybe they'll add some sort of inner talk later. But for now, uh, just stick with the Xbox and uninstalled. I actually uninstalled the version from Discord uh, once I realized that there was no way to sync them up. Is there a Windows 10 store version? Do not know. I don't think so. Let me click here on the game. It says xbox one and windows pending but it does not say play anywhere so that would be the perfect kind of game like Corey said not only to have achievements on mobile but to have it on xbox windows mobile and have it all sync up together with your xbox live profile yeah the if, it's, if it's decent mm-hmm. i don't mind it like i i will take a grindy game that is on mobile like that if, if it's full that oh would yeah be, um except except age of empires that was just bad I couldn't, so I couldn't play that. It is published and developed by Beta Dwarf, and the only other game they've done is Forced. However, when you're looking at the, the load menus, it feels very much like um, Realm, Realm Royale. Is that the one? Uh, it feels very much like that. I can um, see it. Yeah. Clash Royale or Realm Royale? <laughs> Realm Royale. Wasn't that the... Uh, <laughs> the Battle Royale game? Yeah, Realm it was the of Battle Clans. Royale game. Yeah, it so feels many very Royales. much like that. When I, you I, load it up, it, it, it feels like it's the same developer. It feels like it's the same GUI. Okay. Um, but yeah. But yeah, that was me. What about you, Al? Man, I like how Kenny was asking us about our Memorial Days, and then Corey t- starts talking about games. He wants to know about all the food we ate, right? Uh, yes. Did you have any, um, whatever they call the mozzarepas? Um... <laughs> No, of course not. Those aren't keto friendly. So? That means oh. they're good then. I had two cheeseburgers from the grill. I had one with sugar-free barbecue sauce. And another one with salsa and guacamole on it. It's delicious. No bun. Lettuce wrap. Come on now. Romaine mm, no or iceberg? No. But then I had some corn. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Well, that that's nope. that's okay. You you Ruined don't buy corn. Thing. You only rent it. Oh, uh, that's beer. You didn't go with yeah, the bacon. You play <laughs> corn at stereo up to eleven for corn. What? 
That's not Spinal Tap. Get it in Freak of a Leash here. It's spinal Tap. He's Both talking about Hate Your Mother music. Before your time. <laughs> I know Spinal Tap. And the best thing about the corn is you have, there's uh, this, um, I can't believe it's not butter spray stuff to spray all over. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can completely believe it's not butter. My it's wife true. puts Rotel in corn sometimes. It's what is good. that? What's that? Rotel? Nutella? Never heard of Rotel. What is that? Oh, it's like... Is that yogurt chi- butter? No, it's like uh, little chilies and peppers. Oh, uh, okay. We're going to need a link for the show notes again. It That's not a regional thing. Can't be. Yeah, I think it um, is. Well. You take a can of Rotel. Do you know what Velveeta cheese is? Yeah. Heart attack you have on a plate. Velveeta cheese. <laughs> Mix Rotel in that, and you have the best nacho dip that there is. I still don't know what Rotel is, so it's you're not you're not really saying words. Oh gosh, you're gonna make like a, look it up right I'm here. Probably like a dead coon. <laughs> yeah, it's fermented in a dead coon hide. It's diced tomatoes and chilies, green chilies, oh. is the original. That's all it is. All right then. But continue with your Memorial Day weekend, L. But let's actually talk about games. You ate a uh, horrible lettuce wrap burger, so. He also had a foot-long hot dog. Ate it in one bite. That's impressive. With sugar-free barbecue sauce. I'll talk about my foot-long hot dog. So much like you, I completed Where the Bees Make Honey. And terrible, terrible game. Terrible decision. <laughs> <laughs> But it showed up on uh, the random to-do list. The more you guys talk about this, the more I want to play it. Do you have any thoughts on it? I tricked Michelle into playing with me. So we played uh, Simul, one player, where basically she told me what to do and I did it. And (laughs) uh, That sounds about right. (laughs) uh, The puzzles weren't too bad. The honeycomb puzzles. The bunny part wasn't that bad either. So, quick sidebar, since I, I've played it on launch and uh, just this past week, they have updated that bunny section tenfold. Yeah. The controls are so much better. Um, I had mm. zero problems with that. I flew through it this time. The controls weren't bad. I was trying to figure out where to go next. Cause oh, that one, just, I, I obviously didn't have a problem since I already played it before, but that, well, just felt, in general. that section was pretty linear. Well, it, it wasn't was, the most clear. Yeah. You had to, when, if you saw a dialogue, you knew you were going the right way. Oh, well, I mean, and, it's not and, that big of a area. And then you see the, and then the RC car section was, as advertised, Horrible. pretty awful. Now that one is still terrible. <laughs> I can attest to that. Yep. First time I did it was awful. Second time wasn't as bad. So you start the game, you think it's a walking sim, as was addressed last week, I believe. Uh, I thought it was going to be a flying sim. So just throw that out a what? there. A flying sim? Where the bees? I thought it was going to be a bee. Sim? Yes. Sounds like a honey-making sim to me. Um, as far as achievements go, you get the achievements for each puzzle you beat, and nothing's really missable as far as I can remember. Um, I mean, there is one that I can think of at the very beginning. Which one? You got to go left. Uh, oh yes, you're right. It was like a the, the, sh- shortcut. You that, don't go left; you go straight. Yeah, technically that's, that's missable. I that's guess. like five, that's five oh, minutes yeah. into the game, you'd be all right. You have to do two runs anyway. Yeah, so, so, so the first playthrough, <laughs> um, 
we chose to not answer the phone. Um, so you two, did it the wrong way. You did it the wrong way. Well, the wrong way gave an actual ending. The other way was like nothing happened. Well, no, when you answer the phone, when you answer the phone, you get the, the boring, depressing ending. But if you don't, you do it. That's you real life. Lifting ending. Yeah. Right. Uh, overall. But let's just say that's the only difference there. Yes. The second playthrough of that game was totally right. unnecessary. Now, when I say you did it the wrong way, I mean that you did the good <laughs> ending first so that you left, you left the game with the bad ending taste in your mouth. I think the wrong <laughs> way was playing this game. So <laughs> the, the bad taste didn't come from the ending. I but <laughs> I will say there's, it was unique. There's definitely um, crazy you can, ideas. You can Won't tell that somebody, game. it means a lot to somebody. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah. And the cutscenes weren't bad. The game was six gigs. What did you think about the music in the, in the uh, Halloween section? I like, I liked it actually. But yeah, it was. <laughs> There was a nice Halloween song, but then it repeats and repeats and repeats, and then you don't like it anymore. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, I also did Siggy, our favorite farting for Mr. Luna game. So that is on my short list to play probably this week to finish up. I have to do the speed run. Do you have any tips? I do, and I actually have a little tip. fast. And I have a little tidbit of something that happened. So... I went through it twice. My first run through, I, I guess I didn't look at the achievements too carefully. What I wanted to just do in the first playthrough is just get the SIGIs all done. And so I pulled up the walkthrough on TA and just followed along with the pictures they have. Got that one done. And my completion time for the game was 32 minutes. I said, oh, wow. I didn't didn't really go for a good time and didn't know what I was doing. And I still got 32 minutes and I know there's an achievement to finish it in under 30 minutes. So I'm like, Oh, but I didn't realize a hundred percent. Yeah. I didn't realize you had to get, find everything and beat it in under 30 minutes until I looked again. And that was actually the achievement I needed for random to do list this week. So I went ahead and did that also, uh, in the second run through and no problem. I got everything beat the last boss and my time was 28 minutes. Okay. But the achievement didn't pop. Oh, no. The achievement didn't pop, and then I looked at my achievement list. I missed one of the collectibles, the Golden Crown. Ah, uh, that sucks. So I said to myself, oh, shoot. Uh, am I going to have to play this again? So just for the heck of it, I went through the level where you get the Golden Crown. I said to myself, all right, I'm going to get this Golden Crown and try to beat the last boss again in under two minutes. I may as well give it a try. Uh, to my satisfaction, once I got the Golden Crown collectible... The achievement popped for uh. for um, the under 30 minutes, 100% popped. Oh, so, nice. So that was very unexpected and awesome. That's good to know. So two playthroughs. I'm scared of Hulk Hogan. I'm scared of because it's been a while since I played. No, it. you get up to him with 30 lives left. You might, you know, if you if you're really awful, you might die 10 times. Yeah. You just. When he jumps, you jump under him and you just keep attacking. You don't have to worry about too much. Is there any uh, pausing trick to stop the timer or anything like that? I didn't. I paused it just to see what to do next. But Okay. I think the initially you could pause it and the time went down. So people were cheesing it that way. But unless you're really bad at games like Kenny, you really shouldn't have to do that. Kenny. Gotcha. So my total time was, I think, an hour 19, one hour 19 minutes, according to TA. It was really 
I think it's worth five bucks. It's actually pretty fun. It's not a bad game. So one other thing happened was perusing Facebook, and I got one of those memory things. I was looking on TA, and apparently in August of 2013, I posted a screenshot of hitting 100,000 gamer score. Your first foof. My first foof, and that was in August All of 2013. Not that long ago. It was right before the one launched. He was he was still in the womb. You have to. <laughs> that seems um, like forever ago. It does. And the number 10 was uh, on the picture, so I had 10 years of Xbox Live. So now, six years later, I'm at 433,000. So I was just thinking of how crazy, how inf- super inflated Xbox One gamer score is now. And a lot of it, of course, is the just millions of games that come out, and they're all worth 1,000 instead of the games we used to play that were worth 200 gamer score as a uh, the Xbox Live Arcade, the ones that you guys are... Won't play now because they're. Does anybody really miss those times? I mean, come on. (laughs) I do. I do. I'm enjoying those games. I'm picking them up on the sales. They're fun. I'll still play them. I don't care. But some people won't. Like if they're. You you should pick up Avatar. It's really good. The two (laughs) Tennesseans. Yeah, you should pick up Avatar. James Cameron's Avatar. Uh, not that Avatar. Oh. The good avatar. <laughs> uh, the last thing I did this week was finally complete the story in Guacamelee 2. You haven't finished that yet? I know. No, he, he just did. He just told you he did. Well, prior to this conversation. <laughs> prior, I'm no. I figured I'm you surprised, too. We finished came out, out a while ago. Came out in His January. co-op partners were busy. Boost and burnout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so played this one with Michelle and her brother, Freak Servo. And uh, overall, I think I've mentioned this before, but in co-op, Usually it just makes things more fun, but in, in this game it makes things more frustrating. You, if there's any platforming parts, the the easiest way to get it done is just to, uh, if you're playing a co-op, you could just hit both bumpers and you turn into the bubble that follows you around. You've probably never seen that before, right? <laughs> yeah, this game I never once played uh, co-op. Co-op. I don't think I did on the first one either. So if you die, it, um, Corey, have you ever played a uh, Mario? The two, the new two D Wii Mario's. No. no, the new Super Mario Brothers. Any one of them. I mean, Ish. no, no, I haven't. No, none of you. No, negative. All right, it's the same concept. If you're playing co-op and one of you dies, you come back in kind of like this bubble, and the other person has to pop you out of the bubble. Does so, the bubble float towards you though? Right. You 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 control the bubble, and you can oh. float towards the person. Cheesing, you're cheesing it. It's not cheesing. Well, if somebody Sounds can't like do something, the hard platforming section, you can cheese it. No. Well, the point is the camera is bad, so you can't... If everyone tries to do it, you lose track of someone. It, it pans to the first player. So if I was the first player and I died and the other person was trying it, it would still focus on my bubble and the other person couldn't see what they were doing. A lot of that wonkiness was happening. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. Now, the arenas where you're fighting guys is awesome with three players. So, what about um, the first game? Pop- we didn't run into this though, so that was that's just really weird. What were you asking? What about uh, the pops? Did they pop for everybody? Uh, no, unfortunately not. If they <laughs> pop for everybody, then I wouldn't so be complaining as much. Play it. Uh, to, did you play it on hard mode first? No, d- no. So you got to do that again. And we still didn't find everything yet. The last thing we did, oh my god, was the the key. 
the golden the golden key. Key, the the one similar to the first game the tulu tree please tell me that's the hardest one because it took us forever um it's been a while but uh, that sounds familiar. you keep climbing up and up as a rooster and you have to keep i don't know you have uh you have some challenge rooms that are pretty challenging <laughs> oh okay i do remember that chicken dungeon where you have to keep climbing up and up i do remember thinking wow they've really ramped up like the technical requirements or you know your dexterity requirements for this game now in co-op you could have someone kind of hold your place so you feel um so say you go up and you get to a platform the other person can bubble up and join them on that same platform so if they die they could just come up to the platform also so those are a little easier in co-op in that aspect well they they also had like cut throughs so once you got to a certain point you you maybe like three rooms up or something you could then blow through a barrier that would make it available to skip or make it possible to skip those, those yes there's little rooms. checkpoints right yeah yeah i gotta say though um overall much to all your dismays as i was discussing this in chat with you guys i for something missing from this game that i really loved about the first game i can't quite put my finger on it the charm there's definitely still some charm and some laughs but there's just something missing it seems more of an extension of the first game than like a full-blown sequel. It's hard to explain. See, I thought there was the music's not of as charm, good, and just I like the, feel of the, the game. Just, I like the they definitely tree. added a lot of Easter eggs and references to other games that I really enjoy. But there's just something missing. So another thing I noticed in the game that maybe this is a co-op thing, but we had so many coins at the end that just kind of felt wasteful that we already bought everything like 50,000 gold yes yeah you kind of feel like you're struggling for a bit and then all of a sudden it just comes at you so fast that you don't even know what to do with it whoa yeah that that's exactly what happened yeah so we beat the game gonna go find all the chests all the keys still enjoy the game just maybe my expectations were too high have the DLC to do as well and hard mode. Oh, uh, right. Hard mode. There is actually a boss that is hard in hard mode, just so you know. Hopefully, <laughs> with multiplayer, be a little bit yeah, easier. Yeah. So, so what's the deal with that? It makes it just enemies are harder? There's more enemies? There's uh, more enemies, for sure. What about when you're doing a boss fight and there's only one enemy? Do they take I more guess, hits? I, that's a good question that I can't tell you. But usually, because that might help. Yes. Yeah, what happens is you die, and then you get like a 10-second respawn count, and then you fly back. If everyone's dead at the same time, then it's used to start over. All right, well, for my my Memorial Day weekend, kind of similar to you, Al. You know, had a, had a cookout, ate some bur- some hot dogs and burgers, kind of lazy weekend, which was nice. Nice. One only game I really want to talk about, and this is the game that I streamed Saturday night, that is Purple Chicken Spaceman. No one said it. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. There we is. All right. So, <laughs> Corey, you were in the stream, and Nate, you came in at, at the very last minute just so I could. I replayed the first level so you could experience the gloriousness of this game. It was very glorious. So, glorious. this game, well, 
Oh, have you played this? Or seen I have or not. heard I anything watched, about this? I watched a video of it, yeah. Purple okay. chicken, purple chicken, purple chicken spaceman. Yes, that that is definitely the absolute highlight of this game is the music. But the music way to go, guys. Uh game is published and developed by Homemade Games. I could be pronouncing that right or wrong. I probably am. <laughs> Because, you know, I don't have the best track record for pronouncing things. No, really? This Hmm. game is your typical shoot-em-up bullet hell type of a thing. Except the first level is freaking ridiculously hard. That is an absolute made-up word that I just came up with. As you get in the game, there's not a whole lot to it. You're a purple chicken spaceman. And you're flying through space, avoiding obstacles, and shooting stuff. I'm pretty sure the song tells you exactly that. Quiet. I made that up myself. Oh, okay. But very simply, you got to kill X amount of enemies on each level in order to progress. You get to the end, and you basically do it all over again. So, like I said, I streamed this for about two hours. I managed to get... uh, Crap, where is it at? Where is it sandwich? I managed to get 370... Gamer, uh, 370 points, which equated to 529 TA. And I will say, this is one of the easiest games to, to dive. So, bean dive season's coming up. If you're looking for a game to throw on your tag, I can recommend this one. You literally have to just start the game. The very first achievement, all you gotta do is play. There you go. You Achievement unlocked, five gamer score. Uh, game is nine nine is nine ninety nine. At that price point, I actually don't find that outrageous. I know, Corey, you might think otherwise. Um, no, I agree. Oh, okay. Being a being a ten dollar game, I think that's the most I would play. I would pay for this game, but it was actually fun. The music, if nothing else, <laughs> definitely helps it. I enjoyed it while I was there. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess there, there's really not a whole lot to say. It's a fun, it, it's a shoot 'em up. You know, they're all kind of the same thing. So, what makes this one different, though? Uh, you're a chick, you're a purple chicken spaceman. So, <laughs> no, you got the shields and the the brook shields and the bombs, right? Right. Yeah, they're the power ups. And so, uh, and then, then there's bad power ups too. <sighs> F the wobbly thing. God, that was obnoxious. Like I said before, this game is actually really di- the first level is really difficult. Um, goodness gracious, I probably died seventy five times or so right at there just trying to get past it. And Corey, thank you, gave me a pro tip. Uh, all the power ups that you collect, they actually carry over to the next to your next life. Life, yeah. So the best way to get past a part that that gives you troubles is just stockpile shields, stockpile bombs. And just go in and obliterate the the next level. And the thing is, though, the bombs are kind of like a nuke where it just kills everything on the screen. But whatever you kill with the bomb, it doesn't count to that total number of enemies that you need to kill before you get to the boss. So the bombs, your best bet is to save them for a boss. In which case, all the bosses take about five or six bombs to, to kill. So as soon as you get to the boss pop a shield, and then hit LB and RB repeatedly repeatedly until they're dead. 
And with each world that you beat, bleep bloop, achievement unlocked. So that was kind of nice. It actually kind of came fairly quickly. That wasn't too bad. Uh, it was the one that was really. <laughs> there are, however, a couple of difficult achievements. The one that honestly may stop me from getting the completion is the you can't touch this achievement, and that's to finish the level without getting hit. Easy. I could, I could barely go five seconds with this. Unless, I mean, I, I assume you can just stockpile shields and just keep popping shields as you as you go through the level. There you go. Which, okay, that works. So that makes it doable, but that's a little bit of a grind. I'll probably get around to it because that one is 200 gamer score. That's a big investment on that one. And the other nice part is when you pop that one, you also get the, the Deacon Lake Dodge Man achievement, which is a well, you could also get the didn't shoot for 30 seconds and didn't get hit. Yeah, that definitely helps with the uh, the difficulty. But um, right off the bat, most players are going to be turned off by it, by that first level. Like, yes. it is very discouraging because uh, it is difficult. And you only have to kill, like, what, 15 enemies, if that? Yes. I... Um, so. Yeah, it was literally kill 15 enemies. And I spent a good hour trying to just kill 15 enemies and you kind of you flew through it after that to be honest you uh you didn't seem to have much difficulty uh with the rest yeah after that the game the difficulty came down quite quite a bit i think a big part of it and this if you don't know what i'm talking about this is gonna be a little confusing but you can go through watch the stream and you'll understand a little bit more but on the first level, you have like these green cat, this like green caterpillar that comes at you, and the caterpillar is in like six segments. It's like six circles, kind of that kind of follow each other. Well, when you kill that, it only counts as one on the first level. Whereas every single level after that, those you'll be another enemy, kind of the exact same thing, but instead of being one enemy, it's now six. So. By doing almost the same amount of work, you get more kills. And that is the thing about this game uh, that is very repetitive and very simple is that every single level is virtually the exact same thing. You have a random enemy that comes at you that you can't kill. You have some sort of object that falls from the sky at random that just tries to kill you. And then you have some sort of caterpillar type enemy and a UFO type enemy that just comes in and shoots in three different directions. That's it. You can definitely tell that it's just a simple shoot 'em up idea Xbox game. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) With that, that also leads us into something that I want to talk about a little bit more. And that's our YouTube and mixer. Now, if you have been, if you're, if you have been in our discord, then you have probably noticed that a whole bunch of, we've gotten a whole bunch of notifications in the podcast discussion channel. If you're not in discord, then you're either stupid or ugly. So you should hop on over there to reverse that. But I, over the weekend, this also what I did on my Memorial day weekend is I uploaded a bunch of videos to YouTube. If you're interested in seeing the two stri- the two streams I have done, the Crashbots stream from last week or the the Purple Chicken Spaceman uh, this past Saturday, 
then they are up on our YouTube page. Along with that, I created a playlist, and all five Soma Game Club discussions are up there. If you have not listened to them yet, I highly suggest listening to them. As I was going back through, I decided to listen to them again. Waka, you did a good job on that. I really enjoyed it. I haven't played the game, but I, I still wanted to listen to it. Um, and with that, if you also haven't been following the mixer, please go over and give that a follow. So you'll get a notification when we do go live. I know Corey, you stream every so often. I am going to do my best to be able to stream once a week. It will either be a Saturday or Sunday night at 10 o'clock Eastern. So you can calculate it to whatever that time zone is for you this week though. And I'm doing my best to give get him to rage so i think it's working so far <laughs> yes these thank you for everyone joining by the way you, you make this you you make the stream a little bit more interesting because Corey, brooke kingsman jay black and saucy slingo all you guys are doing is just pushing my buttons and try to get me to rage more <laughs> and fugs who's fugs there was Fog there? No, Fog wasn't there. Sometimes he's there. He 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 actually watched it. Watched the vod afterwards, okay, and uh, he it. commented, uh, "Yes, please get better for the viewers." So <laughs> you can do that for us, Kenny. Yes, I've that heard lots help. of "Please do better for the viewers." So. This coming Saturday, if my weekend goes according to plan, I'm going to try to stream two games. The first game I want to start around six o'clock Eastern. That'll be Power Rangers. Uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Battle for the Grid. Thank you. I was thinking of Power for the Grid. I knew that wasn't right. I want I want to be able to stream that, and then the next game I'm gonna throw it up to the community. If you're, uh, I can do my suggestion. Vote, vote, vote. Uh, possibly I will do your suggestion if the community says so. If you're in our Discord, there'll be an announcement coming up the same day that this releases, and you can vote on what you would like to see me stream or potentially rage and throw a controller with. You have he almost he almost did that with crash bots, by the way. <laughs> I almost did that with both these games. I have never felt so defeated playing Purple Chicken Spaceman. That re- that game really started to get to me. But a couple of different ones that we have is uh Whittle Tree, Reverse Crawl, Steel Rats, and Corey's suggestion, which is Dragon's Lair Trilogy. Which, <laughs> yes, oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Winner. maybe that will be it. I know nothing about this game. Corey said that I need to play it solely for that reason. I want and, you, a young, yes. to review that old, very, very, very old game. Yes, and as soon as I said that, both Nate and L gave me a look. Oh. So it's a lot like Dragon Age. So I think you're gonna have a good time. Totally, just like Dragon Age. I, I, I'm starting to have some <laughs> starting doubt. Some doubt with this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to do this. But the last option is a rattle like a showcase. If you like, there'll be a couple of games on the dock. Uh, games I play on streaming for that is Zio uh, Pollen Invasion. Whatever that the Zio Invasion's <laughs> close enough. You know what I mean? My Big Sister, Bird Game Plus, and back in 1995. So, yeah, keep a lookout for for announcements in Ooh. our Discord. 
Bird Game Plus. Mm, that's a tough. That's a tough call now. <laughs> I assume whatever all of you wonderful people pick for me to play, <laughs> it will do be nothing but rage and headache inducing. Uh, rage isn't on the the list. We don't get the new games. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, come on. I guess it'll be the old fashioned rage where I just throw a controller and feel defeated. Can we like? take bets on how long it'll take you to beat some of these games? God, that wouldn't surprise me if some of you start doing that in the stream. <laughs> Y'all are jerks. Like Super Weekend Mode. Hey, 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 hour, hey. I hour. did Super Weekend oh. Mode. It probably took me about 20 minutes, so that <laughs> five-minute thing was a lie. Mm, okay. Did not like Still that Still proud game. of you. Yay. Right, there's a real quick one you could do called Warlock's Tower. You should totally do that one. Real quick. Speaking of... Good evening, everyone. It is time to review Warlock's Tower. Warlock's Tower is the new Radalika title coming out May 29th, 2019, with a retail price of $4.99. Warlock's Tower is a port coming to us from, well, it's on Steam right now for $9.99. And this makes it the first time I think I've ever seen the opposite of a console hike, tax hike. It is actually a console discount, although not if you look at the mobile ports, where it should also exists on phone, where it is $1.99 on Google Play and completely unavailable on Apple. So it is a price that is all over the place, but it seems like it might be a fair price as we get into this a little bit more. As a rather like a title, we sort of know what to expect at this point. It's going to be a fairly quick completion and a low, not really low quality game, but that's the way we think, way we think about it. Uh, I'm here today with um, Matriarch. Matriarch, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. And thank you for having me join you on this review. Well, my pleasure. We have had an opportunity to play this game now for a few hours each. You actually have the completion already, which is quite impressive. Well, thank you. Because despite the fact that this is a Radalika game, this is not following the usual Radalika style. And uh, why don't you go ahead and give us a few minutes talking about how that goes for you. So what we mean when we talk about the usual Radalika style is that the game is not just quick, but it doesn't invite you by virtue of its achievements to actually experience the whole game. And Warlock's Tower's achievement list definitely requires you to play most of it. I won't say every level. So in terms of organization, throughout the game, you go through various um, various worlds. There's the dungeon, the factory, the warehouse, the library, and the chambers. And each one has levels within it. And in order to complete the game's achievement list, you do need to get all the way through the end of the chambers levels. So it's a little unusual for Radalika. And when you're playing it the way that we've, we're fortunate enough to play and and thanks to Radalika for providing us with a copy of the game to review. Um, there's no guides yet, or at least no great guides out yet. So we, we got the experience of playing through the game without having kind of the, the crutch, uh, I guess you could say. Well, we don't have the crutch of a guide, which for a puzzle game is both a curse and a blessing because we get to actually experience the mm -hmm. puzzles and have to puzzle through them. So the achievement list does require us to play the whole game. What kind of game are we talking about? Well, we, it's a puzzle game. And in order to solve the puzzle on each level, you have to maneuver your character up, down, left, and right, and use utilizing uh, the hazards of the level to your advantage to get to the exit. Uh, the, the trick of it is that you only have a limited number of steps with which you can complete the puzzle, and that starts at three. It's always three. 
uh, if you use more than three steps, you die, and you have to restart the level. So obviously, since the exit can be many more than three steps away, and they'll have to go back and forth, there's ways you get extra steps going through. And the way that you find your path is actually the puzzle uh, that is the game. The game is pretty well designed. The puzzles start off easy enough and get very challenging quite quickly. Um, I ended up having a fair bit of trouble with some of the earlier puzzles, uh, even on just the third main level. Uh, the first t time that you get a slime that joins you in the level, I spent probably 20 minutes on just that level. <laughs> yeah, the, the slime and the other enemies that are introduced throughout the game... Actually, let me take one quick step back just to... There is a story for what it's worth. So in the game, you play as a mailman named Tim, and you have a letter you need to deliver to the warlock at the top of the warlock's tower. So that's it. That's the story. There's a basis. But the game actually does play it out. And throughout the levels, uh, as Cronus was saying, you're going to get introduced to different enemy types. And those would be the zombies, the slimes, and the flies. Fly eyes. They each have a movement pattern where you go three steps, and then they move one step. So the game is static. You do have to... Uh, there is one correct... Pardon me. There's There are multiple correct ways to solve some puzzles, but there's always at least one correct answer. And eventually, once we get to a point where guides are released, this is going to be one of those games where you press up, down, down, left, right, just follow it, and you'll get to the end real easy. That said, as you were saying, the puzzles are actually really well designed. And one of my favorite parts of the game is the fact that the game doesn't forget its earlier elements. So one of the first things you get introduced to is the zombie. And then later, when you get introduced to slimes, you'll have slimes and zombies in the level. You'll get introduced to pots or trapdoors, levers, buttons, conveyor belts. And the later levels do use all of these uh, design features to create more and more complex and interesting puzzles. Yeah, as, as far as puzzle design goes, it is quite solid, like uh, you're saying, for the, all those reasons. It even has tag team where you can creatively use your moves between the two players trying to get to the exit together. And only one person has to make it to the exit, so you can sacrifice your teammates to the other side, and they don't even have to make it, and it's fine. So there's a lot of ingenuity going on in the design of the, of the levels. Unfortunately, it does have a lot of the look and feel of a port, and even then of a low-quality game to start with. It, it's something where I first saw it and I said, this looks like this belongs on a Game Boy, and, and not a Game Boy Nintendo DS, just the old <laughs> brick Game Boy. It, it f could fit on there quite easily, and the fact that it is available on mobile it doesn't surprise me, because it f feels like it probably would work really well on mobile as well. But you're not looking for the graphics so much in a game like this, or even the story, although there is a story to hold it all together. You want good puzzle design, and that is here. Right, I absolutely agree with that. So this is where this became the most interesting part of the experience to me, is playing the game pre-achievement, uh, or not pre-achievement, pre-video guide for achievements being uh, released. It's a very different experience, and this is the same with several other Rydalika games, and the one that comes immediately to mind for me is Energy Cycle. Energy Cycle is a pretty solid puzzle game, but when you're playing it in an environment where the guide is already released, you're going to go to that and you're going to miss what's actually the core of the game. And I think if you are interested in uh, in Warlock's Tower, and we'll get into the achievement list in uh, a minute or two, 
But if you're interested in the game, do at least try that first, like up to the slime. I want to say where Chrono said that's kind of where it starts to get more tricky. Try up to that by yourself. I think you'll really enjoy some of the puzzle mechanics and you may be encouraged to try a little further. Those videos will eventually come out and guide you to the end. But it really does have some pretty strong puzzle design. And, and at $4.99, the typical Radalika price, it's worth experiencing a little bit on your own, I think. Right. And if you have interest in the game and you're just concerned that the guides aren't available and you're not going to get stuck and have this on your tag not completed, first of all, the, the game is completable. It the, has a current ratio of um, 1,399 or 1.349 mm-hmm. for the whole game. Plenty of people have managed to solve this already. Some of them have probably played this on other platforms already. And in fact, because this is available on other platforms, there are guides for those levels on other platforms. They're just not available on true achievements yet. So you're never going to be stuck. It's well worth trying it out. And you know, when you do get stuck, sure, you can go and find somebody to hold your hand and get you through the level because some of them are tricky. It's not necessarily obvious. But the getting over that challenge is a lot of the fun of the game like this. Yeah, and uh, I see that Bills is already one. Bill Zumanati, he's one of the guys who's already completed the game, and and he always puts out really great walkthrough videos. So I wouldn't be surprised if by the time this actually is published and people are listening to it, one of them is available because the game is not currently published as of this recording. So there's probably a, a bit of a delay in getting those available publicly. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and talk about that achievement list a little more in depth because while this is a fairly straightforward achievement list in some ways. It's definitely not the Radalika style where you just have to play the first three levels and you get all the achievements. This one's taking you through a tour of the whole game. Yeah, and the list is actually broken up into, I guess you could say, four main categories of achievement types. The first part are the achievements that are related to the levels. So as I said earlier, there are five different types of, I guess, worlds, for lack of better terms. Every time you complete a world, you get an achievement. And for the world you get up to, you earn another achievement just for making it there. So you get those pretty quickly. Now, it the achievements are to complete the world. So while you can avoid some stages because there are some branching paths, you do have to complete all of the main stages. Each world does have a secret level as well, but you do not need to complete those for the achievements. So you don't have to do absolutely everything. My completion within the game, before when I earned the completion for achievements was about 87%. So you can still skip some stuff. So that's one type that we deal with. Another type of achievement in there are just gameplay achievements, kind of, I, I guess you would say the story-based ones that aren't just levels. So it's for meeting your tag partner, as Cronus alluded to earlier, that's Jess. There's another one for earning the magic flag, which is a system by which you can press the B button and basically drop a checkpoint, which is useful, but I actually never used it when I was playing the game. The, the checkpoint is actually incredibly helpful for a certain category of, of the puzzles where your view visibility radius is severely decreased because you're in the dark. Yes. Uh, and so you can make some progress, drop your checkpoint, and when you make a wrong turn, because of course you are because you can't see the whole level, you're, you're not going to lose all your progress. That is an excellent point. That is an excellent way to use it. And you also get an achievement early on for meeting the warlock, who is the main protagonist of the game. So that's protagonist? A sec- Oh, antagonist, pardon me. <laughs> Not that I want to spoil the story or anything. Um, and and I, I will encourage you, if you are following a guy, just take the two seconds it takes to read the dialogue. The game does try to be clever, and there is a little bit of something to kind of hold the whole game down. But yes, the warlock is the antagonist that's bothering you as you're just trying to deliver this letter. 
So that's You're actually th- trying to deliver it to him. Which yes. He, you meet him, and then apparently you can't give it to him at that point because, you know, story, but... Right. Right. And, like, what bill is this mailman trying to deliver that the warlock is trying to keep him away um, with such heavy-handedness? Um, the third set of achievements you earn in the game are for meeting characters from other games. I have to be honest, I did not recognize any of these characters. Did you happen to? None of the ones I met uh, were characters I th- recognized. These could be characters from the developer's other games, and the developer hasn't got any games in a, on a uh, platform that I've played, and I'm not familiar with this developer. Or these could be just completely random characters where it it honestly felt completely in the character of the game that these characters would be in here and known t- to nobody, and that's sort of the tongue-in-cheek nature of it. Well, there's... They all seem to be from something. I did a little research before, and one of the characters you meet is the hero from Lenda de Heroi, which I'd never heard of, but apparently it's a platformer with a dynamic soundtrack that sings while the player does stuff. So that sounds interesting, but it's not something we've seen on Xbox. So there are several of those that you just meet these other characters from other games, which is always kind of cool to see amongst indie developers. Um, And then the final set of achievements are related to seeing all of the enemy types for the first time. So the first time you see a slime, you're going to get an achievement for that. So there's really nothing missable except for meeting the characters, but they're not hard. You can see them pretty obviously. And um, all you have to do is actually talk to them once. So you frequently cannot solve the stage that you meet these characters in on the same play that you meet them. So if you see a character there that doesn't look like one of the enemies, you just have to go talk to them you can press X to restart a level very conveniently, and then just move along and finish the level. Uh, the f- uh, characters that I met, every time that I would go to talk to them, you, you die when you go talk to them. There's there's no way through again. So right. it does require replaying the level, but you're going to be replaying all these levels frequently anyway, and mm-hmm. they're very, very short, all things considered. Uh, the puzzle is figuring out the, the path that gets you to the end, and you know, you're looking at a move set of maybe 20 move inputs. Yeah, that that's accurate, I'd say. And all in all, the game, the game's ratio will settle. It's not going to finish at a 1.4, because once videos start to come out, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see a written guide that just tells you exactly what to do, that's going to come down. But I, I still encourage anyone who's interested in playing the game, I know it's a Radalika, the price point is right, but, but try it a little bit. It really is a solid puzzle game. I enjoyed it quite a lot, and especially compared to Radalika's other offerings. Yeah, this, this is one of those where it's actually a good game in the genre, and it happens to be you know worth a low price, because it is a simple game with simple graphics. It's not something that's going to you know wow people, mm-hmm. but it is a good puzzle game, and is worth your time. So it's, it's definitely something to spend a little time on, and, and have some fun playing a puzzle game. Right. In terms of time, it will take an hour to two with with a guide, but I'd say I probably put a good four or five hours into it to actually try to figure it out on my own. I think that's uh, pretty accurate. If you're going to work your way through, and like any puzzle game, it's maybe four or five hours, but it's you're going to put in an hour or two, and then you're going to hit a point where you're just completely walled. You step away, you come back with a fresh brain the next day, and then the puzzle that you couldn't solve becomes a lot easier. That's exactly my experience. Although I will say we were in party the other day chatting about the game before we got together to record. And as we were in party, I was really stuck on a level and I still have not figured out that level. Uh, But it wasn't required for the completion. So I have the classic Achievement Hunter conundrum of whether or not I'll ever bother to go back and actually figure it out. Well, now you kind of have to because, you know, it's it's thrown down the gauntlet at you and you have to do Uh, it without a guide. This is actually true. I better do it before the guides get published. 
<laughs> well, I guess I know what I'm doing when we're done recording today. Well, uh, we won't hold you guys up any longer, and Michelle, you can get back to your game, because uh, you know, I know you have other things to do as well, but this is a, a solid game, well worth your time, with a fair, very fair price, you know, cheaper on Xbox than on, on Steam, and it's got very positive reviews on Steam, and should have pretty positive reviews on Xbox coming soon. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with all that, both as a game for Achievement Hunters and as a game if you want to play just for the puzzle aspect, it's really easy to recommend. As long as you're okay with it being simple. We're in good shape. Yep, absolutely. All right, guys. Catch you next time. All right, so let's move into some community questions. First up is from Chin Dakta. He asks, "Has have bean dive preparations begun? I know I've started loading loading up to have a reasonable dive. What about you guys? Ooh, I'll go first. I am not doing a bean dive. (laughs) (laughs) Surprising no one. Um, I did the uh, I did a big one like. 2013-ish, and yeah, never quite recovered, but my completion percentage, I set a goal to get to 72%. I'm just about at 69%. It has been nice completing games and watching that number go up. I'm not going to be quite so anal and never start a new game. If it's something I want to play, I'm going to play it, but I'm trying not to start new stuff just to start it. Unless I'm going to actually play it. So I don't think I'm going to participate in the bean dive this year. What about bean diving all the Metroidvanias? Hmm. It's so not like a, do a... I, yeah. I bean dived Sundered and Dandara. Then there's the issue of uh, bean diving a game that's in Game Pass. Yeah. I could always buy it after the fact, of course. So it's not a bad idea. Yeah, that way you're participating, but you're not uh, you're not going crazy. All right, that'll make me want to keep playing it, though. <laughs> All right, I got my Guacamelee two in progress, one thing at a time. Then we'll probably do some Sundered in co-op because that's the only other co-op choice. Looking forward to that one actually, but more on that later, I think. Yeah, I, I haven't been intentionally preparing for the bean dive, but you could say that I'm preparing for the bean dive all year every year perpetually bean dive (laughs) just by yeah well number one i'm doing the perpetual bean dive but i'm also buying a lot of things on sale so i have a lot of Mm. and not starting them so i have a lot of potential uh for a bean dive but um yeah i'm not intending to go and just go nuts um now why i do not have a 70 percent or anywhere near a 70 percent completion ratio I am at forty uh, percent, or almost. I'm at almost at forty percent. I need another, say, thousand achievements uh, before I get to forty. So I'm kind of thinking maybe it'd be nice to hit forty. Uh, so I, I do not plan on going crazy, go nuts. Uh, even though I ended up buying like let's say five backwards compatible titles out of the twenty whatever That's <laughs> I listed all. off last week. Yeah, I only went in on five because. Some of those card games that look like they might be fun, and they're only like two fifty down from five, so they'll go on sale again. Or maybe you know, if I really want to play them, they're not such a big investment. Anything that was a big sale, yeah, I kind of went in on, but but yeah. So I, I don't really intend to go too far into it. Are you gonna? Well, you know, now that you've done Purple Chicken Spaceman, that's no longer diveable for you. Well, anything else? I do have a couple of games that I plan on diving, but there's one thing I need to do 
before I start that. I want to do that right here on live on the show. Boom. Finish the bean dive from 2018. Oh, nice. Hey, Kenny, while you're at it, you want to explain to our listeners that might not know what a bean dive is? Uh, hey, Al, you, you want to explain? He <laughs> <laughs> uh, just passed the buck. Hey, Al, you want to explain to our listeners who might not know what a bean dive is? Sure, no problem. <laughs> I know it's bean potter, but I, I don't know the entire story. Oh, yes. You can tell a- it much better than I can. Oh, yes, there's a British gentleman named Bean Potter who randomly came up with the idea. Uh, everyone, or most of us, have backlogs, and we bothered to buy these games. So uh, the idea is to intentionally tank your completion percentage and get the first achievement or one or two achievements in each of the game that uh, each of the games that you own. Um, eventually, on TA, they wound up instituting an actual official bean dive so you can keep track of what your completion percentage was before the dive and you can try to work your way back up the intent is to actually play the games that you bother to buy that's what the intent is according to what i think intent what it is but statistically it's just to uh <laughs> get your completion completion percentage back up to what it was after you get one achievement in each game that you own and of course, once you play some of these games, you you'll say, "Oh, this one's pretty good. Let me let me get back to it." Now, the problem, of course, is once you get back to it, you're probably going to end up starting over. You're not going to remember the controls, this and that. But everyone has their own reasons for doing it. Yeah, that was always my regrets. <clears throat> uh, you know, I guess the past two times I've done this uh, is that yeah, I I see a game and I would start it and I'd be like, "Oh, this this is actually pretty fun." But then I'd move on to the next and be like, oh, well, actually, this one's pretty fun. <laughs> and uh, so by the time I was done with my my two-week dive or whatever, um, even though I am doing the perpetual bean dive, the, the two-week window or whatever, I would just be like, oh, I want to play that and that and that out of, you know, the, the 20 games I dove. And, you know, there's like three really good ones. But, yeah, I would always find myself wanting to just stop doing that and go play the good game. Always wow. a good idea to go play the good game. And that's why we rely on random to-do list to tell us what to play next. Random to-do list is the Bean Dive's best friend. Go hand in hand. All right. So we also have a question from B. Smittle, our friend Smitty. Ella, this is probably up your alley. No boy. But he said, yes, going on a trip in a few weeks when I'll have access to another gamer for a local co-op. Besides the obvious, like, overcooked, any other lo- local co-op only achievement games I should be on the lookout for? I mean, the very first thing I think of is Overcooked 2, but what do you think, Al? Oh. <laughs> 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 wow, you're a real Sherlock. <laughs> real rocket scientist. <sighs> well, I think Smitty was going to visit good old Stoosh. <laughs> so they're probably just going to play Rocket League, so there's no point in answering this. <laughs> but I will give it my best attempt. Uh, there's not all co-op games are created equal. Uh, some games, the achievements pop for both profiles, and in actually most cases, it's only pops for the primary profile or otherwise known as host only. Um, I think a, <laughs> I think a really fun one for you guys to do together would be Stickbold, the dodgeball game. Um, you can there's a co-op campaign that you can do. Unfortunately, that's one of the host only games. You would have to do it twice to get it for both of you. The volleyball game Super Volley Blast also has a two-player co-op campaign. A game previously reviewed on the show, 39 Days to Mars, is another one. That would be pretty funny to watch you guys play. 
You should just stream your entire <laughs> <laughs> adventures together. Have so Stu's wife stupid. Just, so stupid. Have Stu's wife film the whole thing and send it to us. But I would watch <laughs> it. Uh, some newer stuff like uh, the SNK collection and the Konami Arcade collections have a lot of two-player games in them, actually. So those are some good ones. Uh, as far as Overcooked goes, it's very weird. So the achievements for beating all the levels all pop for both people, but the three stars don't. And that's the one you're basically working on anyway. So um, Actually, over the weekend, uh, Michelle and her brother worked on Manual Samuel while I napped. Uh, it took about an hour in co-op, and that's a four ratio. So that's a really good one to do. You can do that one by yourself. Totes. I did it. Well, you're a loser. Weird yeah. flex, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think what they did was, uh, when Michelle and I did it for my tag, we did it the default control. So one of us was one leg and the other one was another leg. That was bad. So what you could do instead is make the walking assigned to one person and assign the blinks and the breathing and the spine to another person. So it made things a little easier, I believe. Yeah, I think if you're just going to play with uh, you, yourself, and I, um, you just put the blink on and it makes it super easy. Maybe even breathe. I, I can't remember if there was a minimum. I don't think so, though. Um, another game that came to mind was Cuphead. That actually, I believe, pops for both people. So that's a good one. A hard game. But in co-op, I believe might be advantageous you have extra lives to mess around with uh, obvious choices are the plastic peripheral games such as rock band and guitar hero those usually pop for everyone i can see Stu singing <laughs> oh my gosh you probably can't even do the talking songs uh, those if are I, ones that came to mind you know if i had access to another local gamer i would uh <clears throat> would definitely consider Mm-hmm. Doing Desert Bus, or I forget what the achievement is actually called, but it's basically Desert Bus from Roundabout. Um, the problem there being, you need to basically complete the game first uh, before you can have access to that. You mean take turns doing that? Is what you're saying? Exactly. Take take shifts. Take, take shifts. Take a lot of shift. people take sh- yeah. <laughs> shifts. Take shifts. Take shifts. Two hour shifts. Right. Have your other Xbox in mm-hmm. there. Do something. Play a different game and take shifts driving the bus. I can Those dig would it. be a good place to start. There's this website that I use called cooptimist.com, cooptimist prime as it were. And you can filter online co-op, couch co-op, split screen. You could put two players, three player, four player games. It's really quite cool. And they do reviews of the game and then a separate review of how the co-op plays of the game. So that's a cool site. I'm trying to find some other stuff. You know, you have your your split screen halos and gears and stuff, but you could do those online, so that wouldn't be a great use of local time necessarily. Maybe some twin stick shooters like Riddled Corpses EX and stuff like that. Oh, and I actually bought the new game club game Spec Ops right before it went off sale, so I'm looking forward to that. I noticed that there was a free DLC for co-op challenges, so that made me think of that. Fortunately slash unfortunately, there's no achievements tied to it, so... There's no real incentive to try them out, but maybe we will. I saw on Co-Optimus that each level takes around 10, 15 minutes to complete. And actually, Co-Optimus, reading that, uh, led me to see that uh, Spec Ops is heavily influenced by Apocalypse Now, which turned into a whole conversation in the Discord today about 
uh, famous movies that people have not seen. So that was that all came from that article that I read today in on Co-Optimist. You would not believe some of the movies I have not seen. <laughs> you were too embarrassed to mention them today? No, nah, I just wasn't a, a part of that conversation. Mystic Pizza. <laughs> you youngs don't know it, uh, any movies or anything be, before 2000, it seems, with you guys. Jeez. Power Rangers was that before 2000. Yeah, but you probably watched the new ones instead. I think like the number one movie of all time, like Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Never seen that one. Okay. What? <laughs> I've seen parts of it. What, what uh, are some of the other top movies? Just give me, give me co- a couple. The Godfather. Never seen it. Never seen it. Godfather Two. <laughs> uh, I have. They've seen three. Seen that. <laughs> uh, Lord of the Rings. I haven't finished a single Lord of the Rings movie. Okay. I did force myself to watch Star Wars one time. Wow. Oh, force. How dare you? Uh, how how dare you, sir? <laughs> it was such a forced thing. All right, hang on. We got to hang up on Corey right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Gross. If you're going with a negative attitude, you're just not going to like it. I think uh, the new I think I saw the new one. The, well, it was new it's like three years one. ago. <laughs> Which no, the, one? Solo? Oh. No, the the one with the, the black guy. I don't know. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. He was in Phantom Menace. Kylo racist. <laughs> yeah, that one. I don't remember. There's it, a though. couple. Funny enough, <sighs> I've seen Star Balls multiple times. Unreal. I've seen Star Ball Star Balls multiple times. And another one of my favorite movies Star is, is uh Wait, Space Balls. Oh, what's not it Star called? Balls. Space Balls. Oh, airplane. <laughs> oh gosh. I uh, uh no, it's called um the one where the, it's like the terminally ill kid wants to see sneak in the George Lucas ranch and watch one Bubble of the Boy. Star Wars. This sounds what? like South Park. Oh my it's a gosh! Movie? Yes, it's a, it's a it's it's really good. Um, I have it on DVD. One of the only DVDs I kept. I'm gonna this look is it a up. serious movie, or this is a this is a joke. This is a serious movie. Fanboys, so not a, not yes, a comedy. That's it. Fanboys. Yes, okay. I've heard of that. I've seen Fanboys and Spaceballs way more times than all of the Star Wars movies combined. Spaceballs is great. Saw that recently. So are we going to start a new spinoff uh, movie podcast? Yep, I'm not invited. <laughs> oh, Westerado is a good game. They could play co-op. Uh, is Westerado on sale this week? No, it's in Game Pass. They could play that. Oh, even better. Oh, I see. Hey, Corey, wait, wait, do you know wait, what's wait, on sale wait, this week? Wait, 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 um, wait. A load of crap. It is crap. That was a really bad sale, boy, guys. Unbelievable. It's no worse than what you're about to expose us to. Whoa. <laughs> we're on video um, here. Um <laughs> yes. I think we're just gonna let Nate talk about this this week. Yes, I have no uh, nothing to talk about with sales really. This um, is one of the weakest sales weeks. Well you have to keep yeah. in mind mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we are between sales. This is uh you know, just recently we had the, the backwards compatible sale where they uh just kind of <laughs> blew out the inventory and just Dusted off all the old stuff and let everybody get in there and look at that. And then next week, I think, or very soon, we're looking at E3 sales. Um, so this week was kind of um, hopefully the quiet before the storm. There's some good things in there if you haven't picked them up already. But uh, what I'd like to comment on 
uh, is uh, just three games. Just three games for you this time. Only three. Um, I know. Who are you? And what have you done with Nate? Uh, so there's a game by Digirati called Stories, The Path of Destinies, which I think we're going to hear a review on uh, for me. Hello, and welcome to an Achievement Hunting 101 podcast review. I'm Nate, a.k.a. Kushmoose, and today I will be reviewing Stories, The Path of Destinies. This game was published by Digirani. It was developed by Spearhead Games, and it was released March 22, 2019. This is an ID Xbox title with 136 tracked gamers and 10 completions. It's got your standard 1,000 gamer score for 1,893 TA. Three achievements are above a 2.0 ratio. The publisher did provide a code for us to review. It is currently $15 on the U.S. store. From their website, uh, the description of the game is as follows. Sly ex-pirate Renardo finds himself an unexpected hero standing against a mad emperor and his army of ravens. In action RPG stories The Path of Destinies, you'll guide Renardo across a vibrant fairy tale land of airships, floating islands, and assorted allies, making choices traveling through time and fighting enemies with agile swordplay and magical skills. An empire teeters between salvation or ruin. Your choices will decide its fate. Played the game for about three or four hours, and I am mostly through with it. I just have three fairly grindy achievements left to do. Um, so I think I've had a pretty good taste of what the game has to offer. I think I can give you guys a pretty good review. As they stated, this is an action RPG. You are going to be fighting lots of enemies uh, in each level. There are no bosses, and there are no special characters. It, it's pretty much fodder that you're fighting from beginning to end. A run through the game consists of four choices, each of which is separated by a level of combat. At the end of the fourth level of combat, you see the result of the combination of your four choices. There are 24 different paths you can take. If you want the completion, you are going to have to go through all 24 paths to see all the stories. Uh, one of these paths is the achievement or grant you the achievement of true hero for making all the right choices what are the right choices well as you go through the game i would recommend that you just make whatever you want to do right you play the story the way you want to play it because you are going to be playing it 24 times uh, if you want the completion as you go through you'll learn that you either made a mistake or you made the right action the next time you play the game once you get to that fourth level, it will basically rewind time and it will let you learn from your previous experiences. This is where the game gets interesting. And the story changes based on truths that you've discovered. For instance, the first time you're playing the game, um, you get to a certain point where you're betrayed by someone that you're not expecting to be betrayed by. Um, the very next time you go through the game, the narrator remembers that. And they say, but you know that this person is trying to fool you. Um, and they add different layers of that as you're, as you're going through and discovering more truths. And as you are playing through sections that you've already played through and choices you've maybe made differently, it's a fun little spin. Um, it's kind of an inside joke uh, with you, the player, and the narrator uh, as you're going through. And it, it's a really nice touch. The way the whole mechanic works, it reminds me of Hand of Fate. 
the way you get to the end of a run and you rewind and you start over again. Um, and the combat is similar to a Batman Arkham combat. Not as good. Definitely better than Hand of Fates combat. It's more fluid and faster paced and you can upgrade your skills uh, and they stay with you from run to run. So the combat is definitely more rewarding than Hand of Fate. Each one of these playthroughs is going to take you about 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, like I said, there's going to be no boss battles. It's just going to be fodder that you're fighting with your sword. Each sword, you have four different sword types. Each one has a special power that you can unleash. Uh, there's an ice sword to freeze, fire sword to burn. There's a purple sword that will um, increase the speed of your attacks, and a green sword that will allow you to heal yourself. These are interesting, but for the most part, they don't really factor too much into the gameplay. I always found myself going back to the green sword because it would allow you to heal yourself if you had a bad fight. The choices you make will dictate which level you go to, uh, which level the story continues on. But those levels, once you've played them once, they play exactly the same regardless of the choices you've made. Your choice will just send you to this level or that level. All of the story beats are told through still images with voiceover and narration. And this voiceover and narration is, is really well done. It's kind of cartoony, it's not super serious, and it's, it's very interesting. Um, it kind of makes you want to see all of the different options that you could take. If you're going for the full completion, each playthrough is going to get faster and faster as you start checking off the achievements that require you to get this many of this collectible, upgrade your sword this many times, kill this many enemies. Once that's all done, you can really start shaving time uh, just by rushing through the enemies and getting to the end for that next story beat and that next choice. After my first three or four full playthroughs, I had all swords maxed and all gems maxed as well. At that point, you're really just looking to get all 24 paths done and to start upgrading your character abilities to max out your skill tree. You get an ability point every time you level up. And every time you find a truth, or you complete a path that has a truth for the first time, you'll get an automatic two skill points. You'll level up twice. Ideally, you'll want to save those for the end. But if you want to enjoy the story, I say just go ahead and you know, you'll just grind out XP through multiple playthroughs. On to the achievements. Uh, achievement text can be a little misleading. It makes it sound as if you have to scour each level and take all paths. This is not true. Um, you just need to open each type of door with a sword. You need to visit all playable levels. You don't need to explore all the hidden or off the beaten path areas. You don't have to open every chest or every secret door. You just have to visit the levels. Basically, the way you do that is by making choices and you will get all of those if you go through all 24 paths. In fact, I visited all the possible levels you can visit in just my first three or four playthroughs. You'll get an achievement the first time you complete a path that contains one of the four truths. And there's an achievement for taking the path that has all four truths, all four correct choices. There are basic achievements for firsts, uh, such as first skill point spent, and when you open the book for the first time, made your first choice, found your first gem, etc. Then there are combat-based achievements for getting 30-hit combo and a 60-hit combo, uh, killing a certain number of enemies in certain ways using certain skills. Uh, it even has the Arkham Combat's Use All Skills in One Encounter achievement. Then there are your standard progression achievements, opening 50 small chests, opening 25 
large chests, uh, spending 15 skill points. Just the sorts of things you'll get as you've been playing over and over. And finally, there will be the end grind. Uh, the end grind, you need to get all 24 playthroughs. And if you're estimating that it's 30 minutes per, that's going to be 12 hours. But like I said, as you get better, as you increase your skills, as you no longer need to search every corner of the map, your playtime is going to go down per level. Since I've only done three or four playthroughs, I can't give you an estimate uh, of what that's going to end up being. One nice thing is the game does track which paths you have completed. And someone on TA has completed a solution. His name is Johnny X Gamer, and he has mapped out all 24 playthroughs that you'll need to do. Uh, so you'll want to be checking those off on a spreadsheet. Uh, just make sure you're not wasting too much time uh, by accidentally doing the same thing over and over again. By looking at the first three people to complete the game, uh, it's clear that the grindiest achievement is going to be Sword Fu Master, where you're learning all skills, uh, you're completing that skill tree. For all three of those gamers, Sword Fu Master was the last achievement that they got. So it is going to be the grindiest, so buckle up. So now, time for my final thoughts. This is an enjoyable game, with lots of quick gamer score that's easy to get, but it's maybe hard to preload. You can't just stop attacking certain types of characters because you need to kill them in order to progress. So you can't stop at 49 of 50 and then just pop that when you need it. You'd have to stop playing the game altogether. And yeah, while you're playing the same levels over and over, this is a well-polished game. The voice acting is entertaining. The stuff that they say uh, and situational comments that they say as you do things is really entertaining. Uh, for example... We start breaking a lot of boxes or jars or stalactites. The narrator makes a funny comment about that. It really shows the depth and level of polish that goes beyond most $15 games. Overall, I'm pretty positive on this game. Um, but if I had to point out some flaws, I would say most people are probably going to get tired. They're not going to shoot for 24 full playthroughs. It's only going to be the Achievement Hunters that are doing that. The combat they do have is fun. The first playthrough is going to be your hardest playthrough because you just don't have any skills and you haven't been powered up. You don't have a powerful sword. But by the end, by the time you've gotten those swords upgraded and you've gotten more abilities, you're just destroying these, these enemies. Um, and the fact that there's no boss encounter or mechanic, uh, it's just fight after fight after fight, it leaves, leaves you kind of wanting more in terms of the combat. Once again, the game I've been talking about is called Stories, The Path of Destinies from publisher Digirati and developer Spearhead Games. This game is a good combination of quick gamer score, and I, I had a fun time while getting it. I'll be finishing up the remaining 20 playthroughs as quickly as I can, but I fully intend to stop and enjoy the story beats along the way. I would rate it 3.5 out of 5 paths. Um, it is 10.49 down from 14.99, so not a huge sale. Um, it's 1,000. Gamer score. Uh, I'm not quite looking at the uh, the TA ratio at this point, but I expect it's probably pretty close. Um, there are a couple end game kind of grindy achievements, um, and and all that'll be covered in no the spoilers about end games. Yeah, I don't want to go over it right now. Um, if, you know, in case we do have that review, uh, but that's it's a fun game. You know, I enjoyed it. There's your there's your spoiler. Um, moving on, Sundered. So this is Metroidvania. We yes. talked about it back in level 30, Waka and myself. 
talked about it, and Waka seems to think we went on too long, so maybe just listen to the first couple minutes. <laughs> it is ten dollars. <laughs> it's ten dollars down from twenty. Uh, it is one thousand gamer score with a two point two three ratio. Mm. Um, so two thousand two hundred thirty one TA. That's probably because it uh, you have to do a second playthrough, and the game is not your typical Metroidvania. Um, it's a little loosey goosey, but uh, I enjoyed it. I actually, since we had access to it from a review uh, standpoint, I actually went out and enjoyed the game so much that I bought it on sale. Uh, Good guy, just Nate. Today, just today, I bought it on sale. So I'm going to go back and complete nice. that game. Yep. Waka had completed it at the time of the review. I had not even completed my first playthrough, which I have. I only have, I think, three achievements left. Uh, so I'm going to go knock that out. And finally, Meet the Robisons. Wait, hold on. Uh, did you want ahead. to tell them real quick uh, the other the the your sundered PSA? Oh yes, yes. Thank you. Um, so I did have one issue, uh, and I contacted support about this, um, and they told me that no one else experienced this issue. So take it with a grain of salt. I so lost, lucky, Koosh. <laughs> yeah, so lucky, so so lucky. I lost my save files. Now I had been playing this. Uh, play anywhere. So I've been playing it on the PC mostly, but every now and then I would fire it up on the one. Um, and I had been playing on the PC and then I noticed, and I, I, I paused it and I came back or I turned it off and I came back later that day. I noticed that they had updated the game. And when I went in to go play it, my save files were gone. Wow. I launched it on the one. They weren't there either. I contacted support. They said, oh, this is a known issue. Uh, we're, we're putting a patch out tomorrow and it should it should solve everything well the patch didn't solve the problem i lost all my all my saves however (laughs) just that day i completed the first run so i wasn't that upset because i had to start my second run anyway so i lost maybe two hours at the most uh from my second run through but uh, yeah so So i'm gonna recommend so the stuff on the second playthrough sorry to cut you off that um you didn't need your save from the first one to do the second one no. Okay. Um, so depending on how you play the game, and I think Waka, I think in the review, we kind of went through his strategy for, for getting all the achievements. But essentially, you're going to need two playthroughs anyway. One where you do all of the uh, corrupted abilities, and this will all make sense later, and one where you don't do the corrupted abilities and instead you destroy these shards that you're collecting. Um, if you don't do that uh, in a binary way so that you take all the corruption the first time and, or just des- destroy all the shards, then you're going to have to do a third playthrough because you do need to, to do that. Um, so what I'm going to recommend is that um, you go through, right. So El was talking about uh, what was lost when the save was, yes. was gone. I had gone through and I had collected all of the abilities. I had done all of the stuff that I needed to do on one of the runs that will not carry through. I don't believe those percentages carry through. Those abilities don't carry through. So you're going to need to do them on one run or the other. Um, there are no difficulty-based achievements. So fire it up, start it on easy, play through, no worries. Um, if you're almost done and you notice that you're pretty close to having all the abilities, I'd say get them all done. Just just go ahead, find them all, um, or grind to get them all, and then be done with it. Uh, the second run through um 
for me, is going to be the non-corrupted version. And I think Waka said that that is actually the least powerful version. So your, your corrupted powers are actually more powerful, I think is what he said. Um, so maybe it's a good idea to do that one, uh, to do your non-corrupted run second. Uh, so once you have a feel for the game, you know what to do. Um, you know, skill can be that. Seems out. smart. Yeah, just the, the powers that you'd be getting. So that's the PSA. Play it on Xbox, don't play it on the PC, or don't bounce between the two, and you'll probably be okay. I'm just a lucky boy who lost my save. Uh, and finally on the sales, Meet the Robinsons 360. This is a backwards compatible title. It is $6.59 down from $20. It is 10 to 12 hours, 1K uh, gamer score, and a 1430TA score. Um, this game... Mm. <laughs> I enjoy. I know oh. not everyone enjoys it, but you know, I put it on the sale. That's why I'm talking about it. Uh, it is to me, it is a lot like a Ratchet and Clank light. Mm-hmm. So, if you're familiar with uh, the PlayStation game Ratchet and Clank, this game is kind of similar to it. It's not as good. Obviously, Ratchet and Clank is really good. This is similar to it. It kind of reminded me of it. Um, there is no TA guide, but for just about every achievement, there is a solution. I think there may be one. Uh, that is so straightforward that it doesn't require an achievement. Uh, be aware, there is one achievement for scanning items in your environment. And you need to scan 130 of these from the beginning of the game through. Now, there are 147 total. Um, so you can miss a few. But if you take a break from this game or you're not aware of this achievement, you might be forcing yourself uh, to complete it a second time, uh, to run through the game a second time. So just know that going in, you need to be scanning all the yep. time. Use that scannerpedia. Uh, yeah. Anytime you enter a new room, <laughs> scan. I actually, scan, scan, scan. Uh, since I'm an old, I actually found uh, a walkthrough on GameFAQs. And it tells you everything, including all, you know, as you go, it tells you all the scans and numbers them all, and you can't miss anything. So well, There you go. Um, uh, I did not do that, so I don't know how <laughs> many I have. I'm not sure how you, many I have. You can or go to the scannerpedia, and it'll mm-hmm. tell you. Okay. It's all there. I'm um, not done with it yet, so I may be in trouble. But go have ahead. you? Uh, yeah, those havoc glove seal things sucked. Do you remember those? Where you dive down and you have to like dig at the dirt. Yes. Uh, uh, you but, don't like dig dug. Uh, I'd rather play dig dug. You don't like uh, dig world. Steam world. Steam world. Steam world. See, dig dug is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to uh, SteamWorld Dig, those sections. Right. Now, I'm thinking about them. Totally. Yeah. Totes my goats. Totes my goats. So those are the sales that I saw. There's there's other stuff in there, but I'm not allowed to talk about those. So. You're not. <laughs> well, I want to keep this okay. segment short. I don't, really, well, I don't want to list everything at the end of the episode again. There's one easy completion, Uncanny Valley, which is 70% off at 389 So that's like a maybe three-hour game. From what I remember, if that point and click, no, no, it's, it's like the long reach. That's essentially point and click. Mm, Carry around a little inventory, mm, and okay. you point and you click on things. Okay, fair enough. It's like point twenty nineteen's point and click, <laughs> right? Point and click for millennials for Kenny. Well, sales suck this week, but what doesn't suck is our contest corner. First contest we want to get to, like always is our BCM slash Frameholes Completion Challenge. Topic we want to discuss for Frameholes Challenge this week is to complete a game where the title contains the name of the main protagonist. Uh, Nate, you got any games you can recommend? 
I was going to recommend The Moose Man, but then someone pointed out, maybe that's not right. So I figured I would go with one that is definitely right, and that is uh, The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing. This was a Games with Gold title, I want to say back in 2015? No one checked that. I'm right. Sure. It's impossible to find out. There's no way to figure this out. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Uh, there are missables in this game. So uh, read up or prepare for several playthroughs um, if you're going to mess up. You could you could possibly do it in one. Um, the achievement that you'd be going for, or the main achievement you'd be going for then, is the I'm so hardcore. And that is playing the game in hardcore mode, meaning that if you die, you're done. There is no restart. You have to go all the way back to the beginning to level one. And, and level your character again. Uh, this is a Diablo-like game, so that's the uh, kind of scheme you're going to be going through. I would recommend you and your Diablo. I love they my always Diablo, seem man. to work their way in here, one way or another. Yeah, yeah. I'll be talking about Torchlight next weekend or next week. Um, so yeah, so for this game, uh, I would recommend two playthroughs. Your first, just getting familiar with the game, knocking out all the the other missable achievements, so that you can just focus your second run. Um, on the hardcore mode. Uh, there are missables, like I said. Um, there is uh, the achievement Riddle Me Wisp, where you are trying to answer basically trivia questions um, or maybe, I guess they're riddles. I'm an idiot. So, yes, they're <laughs> riddles. It says it right there. In the I won't dispute that. <laughs> Love These you. are riddles. Um, so, if you can't figure them out, um, which obviously I probably have little chance of doing that, at least at this hour of the night. Uh, there is a solution that has all the answers. You can, When you come up to each of those wisps, just make sure you choose the correct answer from the solution. Um, then the achievement, uh, Spotless Defense. There is a portion of the game where you're going to be doing a little bit of tower defense, probably very similar to um, the other Van Helsing tower defense game. Uh, you just need to make sure that no minions or no monsters make it in past a certain point. Now, the achievements say that... Uh, if you do happen to mess up around, you can save Skelm, uh, which means in this case, they they tell you exactly how to do that. So there's no question. You, you go out to the dashboard. Um, you don't quit the game because quitting will save. You then go ahead and delete your save files uh, from local uh, and basically just follow the solution. <laughs> it, it'll help you in case you're a little bit worried. Uh, you'll be using that again later for um, possibly in the I'm so hardcore. If you make a mistake, you might be able to uh, recover from that. Um, and finally, explosives expert. There's a section where you have to pick up explosives off of uh, the ground in the swampy area, but there's only five ones that you can pick up that won't explode. And those have red fuses. Now the fuses are like four pixels wide and like one pixel tall. So in order to, to know where these are, you either use the the picture from the solution or you just get really close to your TV, which is what I did. Uh, and so you can sort of see if you accidentally click on these, when you're near them, you'll pick them up. So um, don't do that. I actually messed up on my first run through. I went through a second time. Uh, and got really close to the TV, and I had no problem. I didn't look at the solution. I just got really close to the TV, like the old that I am. Uh, but that's my huh. that's my recommendation. Um, anyone else? How about you, Corey? So I went the easy route this week, and uh, I picked a lot of uh, games that you could complete within an hour or two max. Um, I won't go over each of them. Uh, maybe I'll pick one. Uh, so we have One-Eyed Couth. 
you can't argue that you don't play as the one-eyed Kuth the entire time. Is that his oh. name or is that his race? I will argue. Alien? That's what he is. That's it not his name, say. though. <laughs> I, I think I would the Kuth so. is his race of people, not his name. I, I don't have my gavel, so uh, we'll, we'll let that one slide. Whoa. All right. Uh, how about Jack and Jill DX? You oh, obviously wow. play as Jack. No. Maybe Jill. I don't know. I didn't play past the first world because you don't have to. If you remember this game, <laughs> you just need to play the first 20 levels. Um, you have to get some coins, which you'll probably get in that amount of time. You have to buy something from the shop. And you have to additionally play like a mini game. This one is like what? 20 minutes, probably, max. About that, yes. One Unless and you're bad at games, yeah. Um, another 2019 point-and-click game, Mechanica. That one is a uh, simple one if you follow a guide. X's favorite game, Storm Boy. Aww. You play Storm Boy, right? That's his name. <laughs> is this? Sure. Sure. You tell me his name other than Storm Boy. Boy. his nickname. I think the narrator calls him Storm Boy. I can't dispute that one. I have the, not had the um, They say his name joy. in the, in the uh, movie, but uh, in, the, in the game, they do not. So I give him credit for it. All right. All I, right. Have, yeah. I have two more. One, I think, I think is pretty obvious. I haven't played it yet, um, but Albert and Opro, oh. right? <laughs> That's clean cut right there. You can't you can't dispute that. Okay, we'll now go this with that. One, now this one, awesome Uh-oh. P. Whoa. <laughs> Why? Because you play as an awesome P. Be nicer for the viewers. But I think those are solid choices. Or P. Yeah, really. It doesn't matter. I mean, it kind of (laughs) does. Is your name Honey Bun? (laughs) Or is that just what Brooke calls you? Um, She doesn't actually call me that, but. (laughs) Oh, she calls you Snowball. Got it. No, she usually calls me Panty in the Ass, but continue. That that no that that's it right there. Those are my suggestions. Uh, for this category, if you're trying to keep it quick like me, you don't have a lot of time. Knock out, you could probably knock out ex- all of these games within a week, <laughs> uh, most of them within one night. So there's really not much to them if you, if you know anything about any of them. Albert and Opera is probably the longest one out of the bunch, and Jack and, Dill's, Jack and Jill DX is probably the shortest. What does that DX stand for again? Uh, <laughs> Deluxe. Edition, according to <laughs> director's <laughs> cut, director's cut, because you slash it in an X, I guess. Yes, Control X. All right, so let's uh, let's 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 go the opposite here. Since L fought me on every single one of these earlier today, <laughs> and let's get some real answers. Yeah, Kenny. Oh me, I thought that was pointing to you. It was definitely an L way, but all right. Um, wow. I guess I can go. I'm ready. So I have two suggestions, depending upon which route you want to go. If you are more just trying to complete it, you just want to get in and get out, I suggest Metagal. It's a rattle like a game. It's a zero to one hour completion. But this being the BCM also, it will gain you a net whopping one freaking point. So that's not actually the best for that. But it fills out the slot for uh, Frame Holes Completion Challenge. Now, I know a lot of people actually didn't mind this game and said it was relatively easy. I honestly think I probably played this for right about 45 minutes to an hour. 
Oh my god, was I bad at this game. I hated this thing. So while what's, it's um, what's easy, name, Kenny? while it's easy for this, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't suggest it. And Metagal's name is uh, Metagal. Oh, wrong. But you're not you're not wrong with the suggestion because her name is actually just Meta. Well, close enough. So her name still is in works. the title. I would deny that one. For the record, I don't care what you deny. It still works. Her name's still in the title. But if you want to focus more towards BCM and you want to have a better completion game, I've started. I love this on the GameCube. I've played a little bit on the Xbox, but Sonic Adventure 2. Now, Ooh. this game... Well, you guys... Have you guys ever played the 3D Spir- uh, Sonics? Spirers. Have you guys ever played the 3D Sonics? I don't think so. Yeah, a little bit. I got Sonic Adventure with my Dreamcast. I got the new one, Sonic Forces. Okay, well, if you've played Sonic Adventure L, then you basically know what this is. This is very similar to it, except it's much better controls and graphic, or not graphics, cam, uh, camera controls. So who's the title character? Uh, Shadow. <laughs> Damn. Nice. But Sonic Adventure 2, if you were to complete this, it you will gain, you'll get right about 92-ish points. Now, this one is only 500 gamer score, but it is a 3.0 ratio and being a 30 hour completion with a little bit of dlc you'll get a little over 90 points so this is actually something pretty decent for the bcm the only problems with it is there are some of these levels because you have to get all the emblems some of them get kind of difficult with like the knuckles and rogue levels specifically if anyone actually out there listening knows what I'm talking about, you know what I mean, because you have to go find the stupid Master Emerald. And I was always bad with them. Eh, how about you, L? What games are you going to suggest? All right. This week, I picked one easy game, which is Duke Nukem 3D. Uh, there's the XBLA title, uh, which is not short, but the short one is the one that came out for the one, the 20th anniversary edition, because you can use cheats in that game. God mode and walk through walls and all kinds of fun stuff like we used to do back in the PC days. And I believe you can beat that game in around two, three hours. Uh, my middle of the road, as far as difficulty, is Dust and Legion Tail, which is a very awesome Vayner, which you guys still need to do, I think. Wait, and is it? It is a Vayner. so yeah. awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> I missed that one on my list. One of my favorites. Yeah, it's not backwards compatible. It's really unfortunate. So wait, explain you, that to me again. You're playing as somebody named Dust, or you pl- you are playing Dust? The character's name is Dust. You're thinking Dust Force. Well, Maybe. Not from Dust. It might be more interesting if you were Dust. Dust. Around. Piece of dust. In the wind. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, a little squir- it's a little furry person. <laughs> no, it's not a furry. <laughs> what? This, this game. <laughs> what are you looking at? I'm looking at TA for it. Dust? Dust, an Elysian Tale. Yeah, you might have to break out your uh, 360 and play $15. Dust. Uh, 400 points. It's so good. <laughs> is it? Kush, can, can, the, you, can the, you. The furry thing is back fidget. Him up. So, fidget is awesome. There was a game, uh, an arcade game that I used to play. So. Over here in Maryland, we have a gas station slash uh, sub shop called Sheets. Oh, they got good food. Oh, yeah. MTOs, baby. Made to orders. Um, And when I was growing up, 
you'd basically get on your bike, your skateboard, you know, go out completely unsupervised, <laughs> just ride through town. Cause you know, they don't do that these days. Um, go all the way down to sheets with a pocket full of quarters, get a chocolate milk and like a BLT sub. And then you'd play Willow. Um, yeah. Based off of the game, uh, the movie Willow, um, I want to say Steven Spielberg. I think that's wrong. Sure. Neither. Yeah. It's starring Val Kilmer so. and, um, gosh, the other guy's I remember now. the NES game. Yeah. But the, the oh. arcade game had a feel to it, uh, that when I started playing dust, it was, it, it took me all the way back to that game, to that arcade <laughs> game, that very specific game that I was playing in the back of that sheets. Um, and so I like the game for that. Now you, will not be able to relate to that. <laughs> like, I don't think you hey, can look. find this arcade game Aww. anywhere. But but that type of um, that type of combat and that type of interaction between the characters was very similar. So and I think it was good back then. I think it's good today. I have not completed the game. Um, I, I thought that the combo system was a little bit tricky at the time I was trying to do it. But I do enjoy it. I, I think you could uh, I think once you try it, I think you'll I think you'll probably like it. Just remember, Big L completed it. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> all you need. Accepted. <laughs> Is there? There must be a glitch or something. No, but there's a. You can grind on Phone enemies and, and uh, get. A, oh look! It, look it, here. A glitch to earn money has been posted above. But here's mm-hmm. an easier version. <laughs> I don't remember if we did that or not. Played that one with my son. We did. Multiple playthroughs actually. If you beat it, <laughs> you could play it on the easiest difficulty, and if you die, it means nothing. You just keep going. It's really silly. Mm. Then in the harder difficulties, you have to dodge and parry and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but uh, the, the first game that came to my mind with the title character in the game is Alan Wake. That game is not an easy completion, though. But in BCM, with better completions matter. That's a good one because it has all kinds of DLC and stuff like that. And it's because I'm, sitting at 2,600 TA. Because I know you were worried. Willow's director was Ron Howard. The writers were George <laughs> Lucas Bob Dolman. And it starred Val Kilmer, Joanne Whaley, Jeez. and Warwick Davis. What an all-star cast. It is. I may have to go watch this. Well, in case you're curious, Koosh, there's mm-hmm. a one-coin no-death playthrough on youtube that takes 35 minutes oh <laughs> oh i have, have to go find it at work tomorrow <laughs> or right now definitely not going right now that would be so very inappropriate unbelievable <laughs> all right well it's that time of the week again it's time for proclamation point take it away yo ah yes or as it will be called this week no Proclamation point. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll go with that. I was af- I was afraid of another bad sailway thing. No, I would never make any bad puns or anything else like that. So yes, Prue finally proving his worth worth <laughs> <laughs> has finally obtained all twenty five of twenty five achievements on the random to do list. And I believe is in first place with points. Full combo. Wow, nicely done. She would cover your mouth the rest of the show. <laughs> so <laughs> Why? <laughs> Got you. Oh, look at Rocker's little cute little 
full combo worth 2,000 points less. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We don't. <laughs> I'm highlighted. Full That's all that matters. It, it's um, not as epic, so it doesn't get the epic uh, voice. Don't worry. Corey, I'm in the same boat. I have 21 achievements, so I'm not even in that picture. <laughs> the top it's 10. It's not my fault. I would pick harder achievements for me. Yeah, it's random ones. Quote, unquote, random. All right, let's read some milestones, you guys. Our friend Hatton90 has reached a new milestone of 20 completions. Awesome job. Kingsman has 225 completed games. Oh, another Kingsman tidbit. He was the first person on TA to finish Never Out. Nice. And he did that with One Leaves also, so I don't know where this guy, what's happening with this guy. Whenever I played with him, awful at every game I've ever played with him, so I don't know what's going on with him. He must be a hacks. Haxers. But way to go, Kingsman. Stan the Man Toad Style Venom, as we're recording this, has 750 completed games. That's incredible. I'm sure he picked a really awesome game to Sonic and Knuckles. What the <laughs> hell, Stan? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. I'm just going to pick a game where I could safe state all over and over. Oh, my God, Stan. You're better than that. You're better than that. I was expecting an ACA game at least from you. Sheesh. Way to go, Stan. Nice milestone. What the fuck? That's 12,000 achievements won. Way to go. Streaking time. Dunkos is on a 50-day win streak, and Death Dealers is on a 300-day win streak. Good job. Well, well, well. Who do we have here? Shaking his head. Foo-foo cuddly poo. 125,000 gamer score. Yay. When did we start this podcast? Almost a year ago, and he had 100,000? <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> Baby steps, baby steps. He's well on his way to getting 100,000 gamer score in the whole year, for sure. He's just stockpiling those Rattalaka games for the streams. Maybe maybe he'll get it done. Uh, X the Hero did something or other. Moving on. All right, fine. 800,000 gamer <laughs> score. And he told us a bunch of crap he wanted us to say. <laughs> I'm not going to say any of it, but nice job on the milestone. Sprinter, because you're sprinting to one million. All right, then. Just get the million already so you can stop talking about it, X. Do us all a favor, sexy boy. Love you, Xy. All right, moving on to TA score. Hat 90, 80,000. Kenny's going to read this next one. Uh, yeah, uh, Keith 271179. <laughs> <laughs> this rolls off the tongue. Good, good one. 500,000 TA. Awesome milestone. Kingsman, 700,000 TA. And Michelle, 850,000. Awesome job, everybody. All right, on to the leaderboard peoples. Uh, there's good old Big L. The top 2,000 of the Gamerscore leaderboard for Xbox One, which is just amazing because I was not going for anything like that. <laughs> How much do you but have? I guess we play a lot of... Um, Somewhere in the I think it was, it's it's How like near hundred. It's near two hundred thousand. What? Uh, for that leaderboard position? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. All I could tell you is that there's a lot of easy games on the one. Oh, look, Foof is down in the top fifty thousand of TA leaderboard for what is this real time RTSs? I guess. Yes. <laughs> so what, what RTSs are you playing, Foof? Uh, currently, Final Fantasy VII. What? What? <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I, Does that count? I'm so confused at those type of games now. There's no way that's RTS, right? <sighs> that's role um, playing. Now I have to look at this. I mean, I know you played Jurassic Park. Maybe that's the one. 
No. Age of Empires, yeah. No, wait, what wait, what was real time then? What did I play? Dude. I thought Final Fantasy was your favorite game and you don't even know. No, that's what I assume, but then I'm looking at what is real time? What did I play at real time? Age of Empires, right? No, I didn't play that. Hmm. I honestly have no idea how no. it Alright, well, good job. Corey, who's turning red, is now second in the Tennessee Gamerscore NTA leaderboards for Vayners. Told you. That's basically number one because number one, the <laughs> real number one is Stallion, and so we, what? he doesn't he doesn't count. You can't catch him. No, I can, but I'm not going to count him. No record holders Are here. Are there any that he hasn't done that you you can do? Sure, you yeah, can do. Yeah, yeah, there's the new ones he hasn't done, and I mean the only thing he has on me, he's done Batman like four or five times, twenty six times. Yeah, it can happen. But Guac two it, alone, you can do it. I have faith sure. in you. Stallion. Psh. He doesn't have a Kushmoose to help him. It's true. Wait, what? <laughs> you're, like, you're like my mentor. Oh, yes. My Vayner mentor. Yes. <laughs> Nothing else was meant by that. Yeah, I'm not going to touch that one. Prue is now third in the Virginia Gamerscore leaderboard for Windows. What are you playing on the window? Oh, ACA. Never mind. Lame. Stan. Now in the top 100, Pleta Games for Windows, also playing ACA games. Uh, as much as we rag on them, they are an easy source of gamer score, and a lot of them are easy to complete. And if they're not, they're worth a good 500 to 800 gamer score pretty easily enough. And High Road is now in the top 10,000 TA leaderboard for racing, which of course is interesting because he has Road in his name. Hey, remember that How game convenient. Super Off Road? What's that? I know you remember Super Off Road. Sure. You're an old, it's a game. It's a game with, with racers and cars. All right. We have uh, birthday wishes. Uh, you glossed over it a little earlier, but uh, ha- big happy birthday to you, Nate. Thank you. Hope it was a good one. Happy 30th. <laughs> totally. <laughs> the 15th time. Totally, totally, my groups. And Philip Wendell. When's his birthday, Kenny? It's today. It is? Why, yes, it is. Quick, say happy birthday in the Discord. Happy birthday in the Discord. Nice. <laughs> An understated L joke. I will put the community spotlight on our good friend Wanda's husband, NBA Kirkland, who completed the game Arcade Series Galaga for his 500th <laughs> completion and 500,000 gamer score simultaneously. Why are you dissing on all the people who are doing sta- save stateable games? Oh, he would never do anything like that. He said um, he played the whole game from the first level every time and just knocked it all out. That's what he totally said. No safes coming here, bro. All right. Way to go, everyone, this week. Good job. Way to go, everybody. All right. Well, that about do it for us. If you enjoyed the show, please like and review us on your platform of choice. It really helps us out. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us some Twitter tweets at Achievements101. You can follow the Mixer, mixer.com slash AH101. Like I said before, we'll be going live this Saturday if you listen to this as soon as it comes out or shortly thereafter. But most importantly, join the Discord. Discord link is discord.io slash AH101. All right, guys. Class dismissed. See you next week. I wanted to add something. You want to add something. The one effing <laughs> week I don't add. I don't ask. I'm sorry. I just thought of something. What, what would you like to add? 
So some exciting news from my fellow olds. They just announced the lineup for the Contra Anniversary Collection that I personally have been waiting for. I loved playing Contra as a kid, and that was one of the original great co-op games. Even Kenny's heard of this one. I have, and I've even played it on the NES. Wow. Do you know the Konami code, Kenny? The Kenny-Ami code? Uh, Yes, of course I do. Refresh my memory, though, just in case. Uh, Up. Up. Down. Down. Up, down, down. Left. Left. Right. Right. Left. Left. Right. Right. B. B. A. A. Start. Start. Yep, yeah, of course. Duh. Oh, my gosh. Take back everything nice I've ever said about you, which is admittedly quite little. So, Contra, the arcade game. Super Contra, the arcade game. Uh, Those were both ported to NES. So, Contra, and as it was known, Super C. Uh, Contra 3 for SNES, Contra Hardcore for the Genesis, and Operation C for the Game Boy. And there are some European variants, such as Probotector. Do you know about Probotector, Nate? I do not. Well, apparently shooting humans was too violent in Europe, so they turned everyone into robots. And they changed the name of the game to Probotector. And I actually was not aware of this until recently because i was on a a youtube kick to for uh watching uh about regional variations and games and censorship and all that kind of stuff and i saw this and i was like wow i never knew about this but it looks like they're including this in the collection so it should be pretty awesome Hmm. i imagine that will be twenty dollars like the castlevania collection was and much like the castlevania collection people are hoping that this is just a part one and this just covers the 8-bit and 16-bit stuff and hopefully there is some PlayStation and Up collection for a second collection. Any other games coming out that you guys are looking forward to? Crash Team Racing. When's that come out? Hey, wait, wait, wait. Later this month. This is, we're, We need to save this talk for when Chip asks us this question early next month. What about Sonic Team Racing? I only have uh, room in my life for one kart <laughs> racer. It did not make the cut. And apparently... It's going to be on my radar now. The what the new what's it called? Bloodstain. Bloodstain oh, Ritual of that, the That's night. coming out soon. Yeah, that got a forty dollar price tag. Yeah, about that. So we need to find <laughs> a hookup to too late to uh, back the Kickstarter. <laughs> mm, yeah. All right. Well, did Digirati's yeah. having a crazy Friday the seventh? Oh yeah. Yeah, Super Blood Hockey and Omen Sight. Oh. That hockey game looks sweet. Looks like the ice hockey NES game mixed with Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel. And But there's going to be career mode and all that kind of stuff. It'll be awesome. All right. That was enough footage. Footage. Okay. Now, class dismissed. Talk to you next week. Purple chicken, purple chicken, purple chicken, spaceman. The purple chicken is flying through space, dodging obstacles in his way. Spaceman. He's shooting down the UFOs. He's gonna save the day. Spaceman. Yeah. When I first saw you flying through space, I knew you were no ordinary purple chicken. Chicken, purple 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 chicken
purple chicken spaceman purple chicken purple chicken purple chicken spaceman Wakapale here, letting you know that we will play four chapters of Spec Ops The Line a week for the game club. During the weekend we will discuss up to the fifth chapter of the game marked by the achievement Desert Storm. With that out of the way, on to Wakapale's cautious recommendation of the week, Shadow of Lootbox. Shadow of Lootbox was developed by Stately Snail and published by Ratalaika Games. If you want quick and easy completions, Ratalaika is likely your go-to publisher. They are dominating the cheap, quick and easy game market along with Sometimes You and Hamster Corporation. Ratalaika is my favorite of the bunch, but I do feel their penchant for quick achievement lists is getting ridiculous. With a growing list of games you can get all the achievements in in less than 15 minutes. And most don't even require you to get close to the end of the game before you get your completion. Shadow of Lootbox is one of their longer completions, which uncharacteristically actually requires you to play through the entire game. It's also one of the most expensive Rattalaika games, retailing for $8. The game is only 2-3 to three hours long, but in that time you could probably complete a handful of other Rattalaika games. Why should you grant Shadow of Lootbox so much of your time? I'd say because it's an enjoyable satire of modern business practices and game mechanics. Each of its 16 levels highlights a different aspect of popular games, usually in an understated way. While far from subtle, most jokes would probably not be funny for casual players, and some might call them lazy, but I'd say $8 is a fair price for the game. Shadow of Lootbox is played from a first-person perspective, and is usually a shooter with some puzzle elements. The 3D graphics are not very good, but, like the gameplay, they are serviceable and mostly a vehicle for the satirical content. While not laugh out loud funny, some of the jokes are, and often sad at the same time, reminding you of the current state of primarily AAA games. Shadow of Lootbox is fun, but you really don't want to play it more than once, which might happen if you miss any of the game's handful of missable achievements. To make it easier on yourself, you can lower the difficulty to the easiest setting as they don't affect achievements and you are unlikely to find joy in the combat. Throughout the game you will come across the Wanderer three times. He shows up for level 2, 5 and 11. Every time you see him, remember to shoot him after talking to him. This is probably the easiest achievement to miss if you are not aware of it. You also need to find 4 weapons. Three of them are more or less impossible to miss, but the fourth one, while not hard to find, can be missed if you don't explore the fifth level, which is the one making fun of early access. You also need to actually open the special loot boxes containing the weapons to unlock the achievement. The sixth level, which features an amazing open world, features two missables for robbing a caravan, and jumping into a hay bale from a tower like a sneaky stabby slayer of Templars. Finally, the 13th level, which burdens you with pesky survival mechanics, has a missable achievement for eating a snowman's nose. With those requirements in mind, you should have no trouble completing the Shadow of the Loot Box in approximately 2 hours, hopefully enjoying the experience. Bye everyone!
stay a while and listen. Welcome back, everyone, to your fourth installment of your one-stop shop for musty Chivo gaming stories. This week, we talk about our best gaming days. So please, stay a while and listen. I am Elroy, and joining me, of course, is the great Fremholio. Hey, Elroy, how you doing? It's been a while. Good to hear your voice again. Fun to uh, to, to talk. You know, I, I, I find, so now, you know, I'm perpetually behind on my podcasts. Um, and so I'm, I'm <laughs> now two, two months behind. And I, so I just heard the last podcast we did together and <laughs> it was great. It was so much fun. Um, and we were, we were in the doldrums of the, the winter, super, super cold. Um, and we had all those school cancellations, right? I had that rant about it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, yeah. You had asked me. Uh, we're, we're starting a little later than I wanted to because I was making lunches, and and you said, "Hey, what's for lunch?" Right. So I need to pack both my kids' lunches, and uh, my son, he he doesn't like to eat anything, and so he's very much, he's got like three things he'll eat, and they're none of them are hot lunch. My daughter, a little more adventurous, and so mm-hmm. she's willing to do some hot lunch every now and again, yeah. but we can all agree that uh, the school pizza is is money for the kids now. <laughs> You're in education. Uh, uh, something tells me, though, with your propensity for health, you you likely stay away from the hot lunch options at school. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, I think they more like the the taco day, sure, you know, the taco, you know, the taco bar. But uh, all in all, most of them do as much as they possibly can to avoid the cafeteria. In fact, several of the student achievement factory they don't go to lunch. They just hide up back in the closet and bring their own food because. <laughs> The uh, the school food is uh, notoriously just awful. Sure. And, and uh, today I, I got a taste of it my on my own actually because you, you kind of caught me on a weird day with this one because I had a soccer game. Uh, I'm I'm the coach. Uh, I use quotes around coach. I, I feel like I'm a terrible coach and I would be fired in any way if there was somebody better. But uh, they nevertheless I've been the coach for 13 years. So there you go. And uh, I've won one playoff game. Yep, that's right. One playoff game. So I'm, I'm slightly better than the Browns, but uh, not by much. And so the today I, I went out to the field. Our game started at 5.15. And so I had to get the checks for the refs. And, and coaching is just so much fun, let me tell you. So you have to get the the, the little sheet for the refs for your, with your roster. Then you got to get the jerseys in place. You got to get the, oh, I had to go strike my field today out there and uh, and uh the field's located next to the woods, and of course, pollen's blown everywhere. And I went from a nice, healthy day to just blown snot everywhere because <laughs> as I sat there striping the field, and and we had to mow lines in the field where the where the thing was because uh, the city hadn't mowed our field in, in any way, shape, or form. But anyway, I didn't get a chance to eat. I was really, really hungry, and so they have night school at the school, and so they had these little styrofoam little containers, and I was like. I should I? Oh my goodness. I was so hungry oh, and no. it was just right there on the way out to the field. And so I grabbed one 
And then the the lady that's in charge in high school, she's like, "Well, you know, you might, you, you got a wife, you might as well grab too." And I'm like, <laughs> thinking, "Yeah, if I give this to Kelly, she'd look at me like I lost my damn mind." But uh, so I grabbed two, and so I took it out there, I, and then I opened it up, and it was kind of like you know, opening up the uh, the ark of the covenant, right? right? right. And, and so like, shield my your face eyes. Just, <laughs> yeah, I took I took a direct look right into what was in that container, and good lord, it was a. Ham sand or turkey sandwich, and so I was like, "Oh my!" It might as well just melt in my face because it's like here is all these nasty carbs and then processed meat and just this processed cheese, and that was all it was. It was like you know nothing I would ever eat right. at any point, and so I promptly took both sandwiches and just chunked them as far as I could into the woods. So some coon tonight will have a great meal, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that, that was the end of that. But. I had forgotten just how bad it was. So it's funny you mentioned that because today I I had first, I had it in my, I mean, it almost had me. I mean, if it was a snake, it would have bit me. But right. uh, yeah, I, I acted fast. I, that that story reminds me of like that movie Alive, you know, where you're trapped on the <laughs> airplane crash and you're like, I, I just have to, I have to eat this. I don't know. I might have started gnawing on one of my soccer players before I nod on that. I don't know. It would have been close. Sure. So what? I, so what I was getting at is, uh, so when we had those school cancellation days, the day following was pizza, and so both my kids were so excited to have mm-hmm. uh, to have pizza day, and so you know we didn't pack a lunch. We just kind of let them go, and they were gonna eat there. Well, right. here's what the school decided. They thought, well, you know, since yesterday was a school closure day we should just move lunches a day so you know we thawed out all these shrimp poppers so we might as well (laughs) serve that instead now i don't know about what it's like down south but not a big shrimp area up here (laughs) minnesota doesn't get a lot of uh ocean fare uh you know yeah lakes are okay but you know shrimp not so much so my kids are not fans of shrimp poppers (laughs) No, no lake shrimp. No, so they went. They went very hungry uh, that day, and so ever <laughs> since now, I have to do double lunches because, you know, the plan is tomorrow my daughter's gonna have waffles, but it might be you know flan or something. I don't know something the kids don't want to eat. <laughs> flan? They don't want to eat flan? Probably not. I don't know. I bet the texture will get them. Mike, wait, wait. So you you have flan up there, but you don't have shrimp. No, I was really uh, struggling for something to think. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a really niche item. Isn't it? <laughs> well, okay, point taken though. Okay, I well, I couldn't think of something, but anyway, you're all, you're all about options. Uh, I like it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know what? Let's we should get back into the uh, the the action here, though. Um. What 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 do you want to how how do you want to approach this? Because okay, you know you, you and I yeah we, yeah we're, we got we're some different, different habits. <laughs> yeah, we're very different gamers. So yeah, that, I figured we should offer an explanation on the front end of uh, just kind of presenting that, and maybe the listeners would uh, kind of put themselves in one of two camps: more your or more my kind of gamer, I guess. So for me. Uh, it's one of those things that I am, I'm in pretty deep. Uh, it, it was tough getting ready for this, this segment, honestly. It wasn't so much the subject matter that was difficult, but it was difficult in order for me to figure out how to use TA to figure out what my best days were. <laughs> but I persevered. <laughs> yeah, it took me, I clicked on just about everything. Finally, I figured out stats, and then I, it was right there, best days. It, it took me a little bit, but that was a challenging part to this uh, preparation. But um, 
But let me uh, kind of pontificate on this. So uh, I've heard you talk fondly of days that you get to do gaming, like where right. you have no interruptions, no kids and things like that. And I assume we will hear more of those in, before this segment is over. But for me, <laughs> that's not unusual. See, I have no kids. I have no friends. I have an amazing wife who <laughs> likes to you know, read and, and is content to sit on a couch at the end of the day for a few hours. But I get home at around three. She gets home around five. Uh, so there's a couple hours there. And then there's the overriding fact that I only work 180 days of the year. And then you add in uh, weekends. That's what, 104-ish, 52 times two. Then you add it all together. I, I kind of came up with it in my head around... I have about 90 days of just whatever the heck I want from summer break to Christmas break to spring break to fall break to, <laughs> you know, milk day to, uh, yeah, I mean, I got days just coming out. I got Good Friday coming up in a few days, or I guess, yeah, two days. And, and so the point being is that for me, I, I have no life. And to isolate a special day of gaming for me is very challenging because I have many very full gaming days. I can make it basically as much of a gaming day as I want. So for this reason, I divide my choices up into three nominees, okay. all right? Yep. All right, so I have my best gaming day, and I have my best gaming week, and then I have my best gaming month. Sure. And I'm sure it'll make more sense as I get into it. So how, how did you approach this? Well, I, you know, kind of some similar things. My, I maybe scale mine back a little bit. And so I'm going to start with a, 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 a great gaming moment. Um, oh. And then I'm going to back it into one of the best days that I had. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Then it's the uh, uh, kind of a, a good couple of months. And then it's uh, my best day ever um, in terms of gamer score. And now... I should also preface, you know, you, you laid out a good uh, roadmap there. I'm no redemption. I'm no, you know, like, we're going to hear some numbers from you, even you. Like, <laughs> numbers that are going to put my best times to shame. I mean, like, embarrassingly low com comparison. <laughs> but when you look on the grand scheme of my chart, these are these are some blips. These are some spikes okay. that, I'm, that, that are particularly... You know, some interesting things happened, or maybe I did some uh, some gaming that's a little atypical. Um, and you know, I think we I think we can all understand maybe some of the depths that we go when when we're trying to get gamer score. Uh, so, <laughs> so we'll we'll dig deep. We'll get we'll get el right. elbow down into the, elbow deep into the sewer here. Let's, let's get let's get the shovel out and get our hands in the dirt and go. So, all right. why don't who's getting started? Is that me? Yeah, man, go for it. Perfect. So my, I'm gonna start with my kind of my best gaming moment here, and you know it was it's it's not, you know, in the age of remakes and re-releases, right? Gaming stacks get they're pretty commonplace. Like you know, there's plenty of certainly with your ACA, you've got now all the Windows oh, 10 yeah. stacks. I mean, there's plenty of things to go around, and and there was this beautiful time. It was a small little window. When we were were coming out of the 360 and moving into the one, where there was some serious magic that could happen, uh, you know, we got this impending Scarlet Anaconda Lockhart something or other. I don't even know what they are, but something's coming. But seeing <laughs> where the landscape is now with backwards compatibility, I don't think we're going to get this glorious little window where you can have those cross generational uh, stacks like you did. 
Mm-hmm. There are plenty of games that, that let you to do this. You could import your saves, you know, carry things up from the 360, because at this point, backwards compatibility was a pipe dream. We just said, it's, it's not going to be possible. How are they going to do it? So they were allowing you to import your saves, upload them to the cloud, and, and put them on in. So any of the work that you put in on one system, you could get credit for on the other system. So my favorite gaming experience uh, at the time was Destiny. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but... <laughs> I Isn't that le- like a dirty word? Yeah, or legitimately put <laughs> 500 hours. My, my, my TA clock says 500 hours. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm so sorry. It was great. I really liked it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the time I put into it. It was, it was wonderful. And, and I played exclusively on the one. That was my, mm-hmm. my console of choice. And, and what was wonderful is Bungie, as in a gesture of good faith, said, Listen, it is time to put the 360 to bed. The cross-player progression... Is is going to be cut off on this date, and I think it was sometime in August or something of the, of that year, right before mm-hmm. Taken King was going to come out. That's what it was, and they said, "Listen, you know, no longer can you bounce your character back and forth between the two. We're gonna, you're gonna upload it one time, and that's the end of it, right there." Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, I had all my work done on the one, so you know what? I think it's time. Let's have some fun now." The beauty thing of uh, the beautiful thing here about Destiny is that while you were playing the game, achievements didn't unlock. It, it just mm. it didn't they didn't pop in game. None of that happened. What you had to do was go into the settings menu and log out your character. And then when you logged your character back in, it would reconnect to the servers. It would run a, key, a check against all the uh, the achievement progress, and then you would get a bunch of pops as you know the whatever you had done. Oh, you killed twenty of these guys. Great. You hit level whatever. Great. Um, mm-hmm. And so they would pop up in that way. So July 29th, ninth, twenty sixteen. This is this is the moment gamer score glory that I could use in my favor. It was wonderful. I booted up Destiny on the three sixty. Logged out my character. And when I re-signed back in, what followed was a beautiful cacophony of achievement unlock sounds. 51 achievements in a row, one after another. It took me 10 minutes to get that completion, of which 8 minutes was listening to it straight do the unlocking sound. Bleep, bloop, bleep, bloop, and just Uh popping constantly. This this amazing 1,000 gamer score (laughs) just kept going and going and going. It was a beautiful serenade. I absolutely loved it. It was a wonderful moment, uh, and I don't think we're ever going to get stuff like this ever again. Um, Did you need, like, a cigarette after that? Oh, my gosh. It was just (laughs) delightful. So I'm going to miss those things. You know, I don't have my Windows 8 devices. I don't have uh, a lot of games I can still do this with, but Destiny, 51 unlocks in a row because they didn't do the 51 for 1,000 G at the time. Those, right, those are right, great, right. too. No, these were yeah, sequential. Cool. Boom, 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 yep. boom, 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 boom. Oh, boy. Lovely. Yep. Absolutely great. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that, because I actually had a similar experience uh, recently. Uh, good old Wakapel, he uh, was... I, I, I didn't want to disappoint him a second time. And so I he was wanting me to go ahead and get my... T, my basically, my free gamer score in TA for... Uh, both Touchdown Hero and with uh, Age of Empires. Right. So I finished up Age of Empires. Uh, I don't think I talked to you since I did that. That was an exciting time. I know you you went through it. I did. And I, and I sent you some messages about it. But uh, the uh, 
but I, I did the same thing on my Windows 8 because I still got a Windows 8 computer back there. And so I booted on up and opened up Age of Empires. And, you know, I struggled so many hours on this stupid little mobile game. Oh, and, yeah. And it was it was so nice to see those same achievements just, you know, rapid fire. Right. I mean, Touchdown Hero, well, that was, you know, not that meaningful to me, given that, you know, the other one took just about as long. But <laughs> with Age of Empires, that yeah, was so cool. You know, all these achievements, that, like that one, uh, the one where you have to win a thousand crowns and all that. And after all that time you put into it, and then it's just like, oh, here you go. Here's another one. Right. And so that, yeah, that was pretty cool. So I, I, I know where you're coming with on that one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. What about you? What, uh, so you said you're going with. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to start in the logical sense and go from largest to smallest. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so best gaming month. So I, I figured this one kind of set the tone for everything. So as a teacher, as I described before, we don't get paid in money, but we get paid in time. And so, uh, May 24th, that's this year, May 24th, it's game over. That's it. I'm on summertime by Memorial Day. And so I know that's probably a little weird to some people because like up north, I think y'all have these things called snow days and snow events. We we just don't have those down here. We, In fact, I think we go a few extra days maybe because we just never get, they have it built into the schedule. And if we miss a day, it's just like, oh, well, we're good because it's only going to be like one or two days. But anyway, so... When summer hits, it's my time to shine. So specifically, June and July. Those are the two months because I start school back in August, even though it's a real slow trudge out of the gate. But uh, there's not a whole lot of gaming in, in August uh, compared to June and July. So I can best trace my descent into addiction to summer 2016. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was when, uh, at the time, it was... Leading into it, I was about two to five thousand a month with a couple of outliers. So I was still I was hitting the Xbox, you know, somewhat regularly uh, with uh, two to five thousand, and that was me not really knowing anything and and just going for it. And so the first summer break hits where I was kind of a budding chivo hunter. I didn't know what TA was. Uh, I was using Xbox achievements at that point. And I just was struggling to find some easy completions here. I was trying to get that 100,000 so I could be a master gamer badge that I don't I think I ever got. But anyway, yeah. in June, I gained over 9,000. And I thought, oh my gosh, I am the bee's knees here. I mean, I am the cat's meow. I hit 9,000 in a month. And it was just an exciting time that I had, was able to game that much and and despite not do- knowing what the heck I was doing, I hit 9,000. And then in July and August, I hit over 11,000. And by that time, Xbox had its hooks in me, and it was no turning back. It, it had you know, welcomed me into the darkness. And so from there, I started hitting about six to 10,000 per month. Uh, that was right after that summer, like leading out of that summer, it was a regular six to 10,000. And eventually 10,000 kind of became the basement for me for a month right and so as i headed into summer of 2017 as an addict and it uh it it basically showed because in summer of 2017 where i'm starting to figure things out and i'm starting to get a little better at this i easily cleared 20,000 in both june and july no problem 20,000 you know jumped right over that fence and I that's when I started reaching out, you know, because at this point, I mean, it basically consumed my life here. I'm hitting, I mean, 20,000 in a month is, 
you know, this is the days before Rattalaka. So it was still a little <laughs> challenging and uh, ACAs were still a little hard to come by. You know, they weren't coming out as regularly. And so I thought, you know, 20,000 June and July, surely there's other people out here that are doing this. And so at that point, I stumbled upon your podcast okay. and I started using TA because, you know, you talk about TA and a lot. And so I kind of started putting some stuff together and the rest of the story, basically all of y'all know because, uh, well, a lot of the listeners know uh, that have known me since summer of 2017. And so finally, my monthly output, it topped out to about 15,000 per month. That's kind of where I'm at right now is I hit about 15 per month-ish, you know, 12 to 15 and it's kind of plateaued there. So I think that's my normal range. But uh, in summer of 2018, I thought I would go even higher, but it was rather uneventful because of uh, I had classes that summer. But I was also more so sandbagging for that stupid G-test <laughs> thing that, yeah. that I will be sure that will get mentioned later. So I was trying to hold on to my points at that point. So I was not putting up crazy numbers in 2018. So I'm, I'm a bit concerned for my welfare as I head into summer of 2019. So um, just you know, use this as evidence a, uh, for my descent into madness. So this is, this is kind of your origin story then? Is that, is that, yeah, is that yeah. what, I'm, what I'm getting at here? It's a, it's a bad, it's a bad combo because I get the whole summer off and the first summer off uh, with Chivo hunting, it just kind of brought me into the fold. And then I started, it, it all started in the summer. So the summer months are dangerous for me because literally I have nothing to do. I, yeah. mean, I can do whatever I want. And, and, uh, I wake up, uh, basically, um, head to Sonic, uh, Sonic free plug for you. Uh, you can be a sponsor of the show or something, but anyway, I get my unsweet tea there. I get a nice route 44 unsweet tea, come back and sit on the couch and just sip on this tea while I sit there and game. It's just the perfect start to morning. And then I fin- finish it. I finally do something like workout and then I might game some more after <laughs> I eat lunch. And it just, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous. That's my summer. That's how I spend my what, summers. But... What does your wife do during all this time? <laughs> She works. She works. She, so you know, like she leaves the house money. early, and <laughs> yeah, she goes to work normal time, and uh, you know, brings home a nice paycheck that uh, supports my terrible habits. That's lovely. Yeah, Man, yeah. living the dream right there. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. You, yeah. <laughs> you, you would think, yeah, yes. Yeah, I, 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 I never try to complain because I feel like I have a pretty nice. Uh, life going for me especially as a gamer right right well you had uh, you alluded to it a little bit and i'm sure when we hear your gta story <laughs> it will uh it'll yeah. far surpass mine but i also dabbled in the gta sc i actually was part I'm of i'm so one sorry of, yeah one of the earlier <laughs> i think I, I started in 2012 um mm. and i dabbled for a little bit uh you know i was in every now and again here and there my best ever run was in 2015, mm. and and of course, uh, you know we we were still in the time of of starting in January, ending in December, and uh, and my team it was uh, it was duos again, mm-hmm. and I think it was duos, maybe maybe it was anyway. Um, we were in the months of October and November, and uh, and granted the the time. Back in 2015, in October, November, certainly nothing like it was this time. There's very, there was no bonuses really, and uh, and so your scoring was your scoring. And at that time, you know, we were still uh, the ACA hadn't come around. Rattle like <laughs> sometimes you, 
uh, all those uh, yeah. all those companies the were cornucopia around. yeah the cornucopia of mediocrity yep. i guess so yep i had to uh dip into the following well for my October and November games, I had not played uh, as even as a gamer score quote unquote junkie. Um, here are some gems that uh, that I did. <laughs> we had the Cast- Castle Crashers remastered import. That was one of those stacks Ooh. you could pull your thing in, get a bunch of achievements right away. So that was nice. Thomas was alone. That game was actually fun. Brothers of Tale, Two ah, Sons, yeah, yeah. like that game. Yep. Here's where things get a little, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, Fight Night Round Three. Back, oh yep. yeah, yeah! Backyard sports, rookie rush, backyard oh, sports, yeah. backyard football. Uh, <laughs> this was at the time when Project Spark was winding down, uh, so I ended up getting ninety-three achievements in Project Spark over these last two months here, which was a massive amount of TA. So helpful, though that game single-handedly kept me alive. And then, of course, this was the time that you played Avatar: The Last Airbender. And <laughs> Hannah Montana, the movie. Uh, oh, yeah. I would not get around to My Horse and Me 2, unfortunately. That game, is <laughs> that still eludes me. But, uh, you know, for what it's worth, it was it was interesting to get deep into the meta of gamer scoring, especially in the 360 era and how you did this. This was a meeting my GTAC partner in real life. He lived down in Woodbury at the time, which is a suburb near me. And so uh-huh. we got together. He handed me a bunch of games that he happened to have. I busted them out real quick and then uh, handed them right back, essentially, because these things are quick and easy. Uh, so, that was, you know, it was kind of fun to be able to meet in real life. The gamer score led to some... Uh, this was X Towers. Uh, you know, he's he's been floating around every now and again. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, we got family. Everything gets busy as it, as it does. It uh, so all all in all, I ended up it was it was two hundred twenty five achievements, eleven thousand gamer score, seven completions, um, over a, over a two week stretch. Um, I'm sorry, it was like probably a three and a half week stretch, as it were. But uh, you know, so for me at the time, again, someone and, and if you look at my days, it's it's one day a week. It is the Sunday or Monday leading into the the transition time where I put up a bunch of these points. It was like, yep, whatever gaming I was doing during the week, not enough, let's go, and I had to bust these things out. So, I- <laughs> And how did you play? So you, uh, that, that we week, hit you- top 10. Oh, awesome. But this was when they like stopped it at top 5 or 4. Oh. So we we you know we were we were not quite there, uh, but you know I was happy with our placement. It was it was a run. Never gonna do it again. Uh, this is not my style, man. <laughs> it's just not my style. I cannot game like that. Um, you know the the days I get to do that are are few and far between, uh, which I will get to later. But let's hear your gamer score glory <laughs> moment number two. Yes. Uh, I- uh, a couple things on that. The I think most people only have one good G test run in them. I, yeah, uh, I think it's just so yeah miserable at the at the end that you're just like I'm not doing this again. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and then also, can you believe that the I was so happy when that reporter didn't. Uh, report that Hannah Montana was the the singer, you know the, <laughs> yeah, the, the right. girl. I mean, I mean, I'm so glad that his daughter had a role and that he had a change of heart at the end, uh, and that uh, he didn't expose her. The real question is: is how long did it take you to knock over those milk jugs? 
oh, in man, that dumb ass man. mini game. <laughs> <laughs> you are not kidding. Oh, that was a good game, though. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. So it was gloriously bad. I actually had more trouble putting the dang animals in the cage. Uh, for some reason, I couldn't get the like get the corner on them. Like they kept running away, and uh, yeah, I think it, I forget what animals it was, but I was trying to herd some animals into a cage, and it just wasn't working. But uh, anyhow, so my next one is my best gaming week. So I went and looked at my best days, and I am not a master statistician of any sort. Uh, I'm just a teacher, but I was even able to decode my best week. It was it it was staring at me. I I looked at it and I looked at it, and then I realized, oh wait a minute. <laughs> Ah, there's my top ten, and literally about seven or eight of those are the are consecutive days. And so, if you look at it, I have my number one day uh, in terms of whatever they rate. I guess it's by TA. Yeah, I guess it is TA. So my number one day uh, is December third of last year, where I hit ten thousand nine hundred and thirty nine TA or six thousand gamer score. Uh, and then the next day is well, my second best was December fourth. Uh, that's weird. And that was 10,099 <laughs> 10, TA for 9,315 gamer score. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, what's my next one? Oh, December 2nd, the day before number one, uh, it was 8,588 TA and 3,275 gamer score. And so if you keep going, it, it's similar numbers, uh, but it goes December 3rd, December 4th, December 2nd, December 5th. Then there's an outlier. And then November 30th, November 28th, December 1st, and then an outlier. And yeah. And so I think that probably you could describe my best gaming week as the week of November 28th <laughs> to December 5th, in which I netted approximately, okay, it's exact. I got 43,710 gamer score for 58,136 TA in one week. And God bless my soul. I mean, Lord have mercy. That was just awful week. But I have talked to great length about this, about how it negatively impacted my life. So there's no need to really rehash how it impacted me physically, socially, spiritually. <laughs> uh, you you name it, it, Lee. It was it was just not a good thing. It was uh, it was so. Regardless of my negative feelings towards this week of my life, in which I. Uh, did reach my goal, so there is a silver lining in the sense that I set out to make the final week of the tournament, and so this was my Super Bowl. I realized that the real Super Bowl was the next week, but for <laughs> me, this was my Super Bowl, and so I put, did the time. I put in my strategy of just collecting all these horrible games uh, that I had so wanted to play throughout the year, in which I did not get to partake in the conversation as people experienced them firsthand, like Siggy, the fart of Methuselah, or whatever. <laughs> right? As people were talking about it, and I was just like, oh, I can't wait to play that. But it's not my time. And so I just waited and waited. And, and But there are two parts of this week that still stick out to me fondly, despite the negative feelings and... I mean, honestly, there's no denying it in shape or form. It's, it was my best gaming week because I'm all about just putting up numbers, and the numbers were definitely there that week. Oh, yeah. uh, and so I do remember two fond memories. The first one was on December 5th, and that was the day I came into work. The cutoff was that day, and we have 
hour and a half planning periods. We're on a block schedule. We got four class periods a day, basically. And so on this particular day, on Wednesdays, right before the cutoff, I have the full hour and a half off before it. Uh, and well, right before it, and there's a little, I think there's like an hour after, and then that's that was the cutoff. So basically lead right into the cutoff. I have about an hour and a half to two hours. And so I got to school a little bit early, and I just went right back to my room. I I kind of shirked my morning duty. I'm supposed to go out to the buses, but I didn't. I went to the back of my classroom, and I fired up my Xbox, and I sat there and just laid low, and I just mainlined the station, <laughs> Siggy, and Assemblance. Three games just right into the veins, just bam, one right after the other. And I got that basically all done within the hour and a half. Siggy ran a little late, but once my classes came in, and I basically went out of the closet there and and greeted them and said, okay, here's your assignment for the day. And I just gave him some busy work. And then I basically didn't talk to him the rest of the class period. I went and sat behind my desk now, opened up my nice Surface Pro, hooked up my Xbox controller, and I wrecked havoc on ACA Windows games <laughs> for literally the rest of the day. So I took only breaks to welcome the new classes in and to basically give them busy work and tell them to leave me alone. So... What I'm saying here is that I think I should maybe teacher of the year here. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> that should be in the can. It's I don't starting know, to sound that way. Yeah, yeah. And so that morning was just insane. And since that I, I, you know, before my classes even got there, I had put up about 3,000 gamer score. And then I sat behind my desk while I was supposed to be teaching. And I just sat there and just, you know, <laughs> went through all these ACA games like they were just candy and it was just an interesting day but and then the other one was that Sunday morning where I was on a very important international call with the very pleasant the very delightful Wakapel with the second mention of the episode <laughs> and he taught me how to mine Chivos in Minecraft and I've already covered that and how I it was just awful and I disappointed him greatly but uh a uh, lesser man would have hung up on me after about 15 minutes, but I was on the phone with him all morning. It was so much fun talking with him, and uh, I really enjoyed that. So those were the two silver linings of my best gaming week uh, that was just completely insane. That's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. was a great run. I loved hearing about it, and then all of a sudden you just disappeared from the face of the earth for like that week. <laughs> I did. Oh, oh, and then uh, I forgot to mention, sidebar. Uh, if you go and you look up the results page, I was like, I can't remember what place I finished. I thought it was seventh or eighth. I couldn't remember. And so if you go look up the results page for the, the tournament, uh, it literally looks like I was runner up because they stopped it the week after for some reason. Oh, and right. So they never, yeah. And so if you look at it, it looks like I finished right behind uh, uh, Redemption. And uh, <laughs> so I hope they don't ever change it. It's kind of cool looking that, you know, if someone, <laughs> if someone wasn't to do their research, they'd be like, oh, okay, well, it looks like everybody finished second. Oh, how cool is that? And then just move on to the next thing, you know, short attention spans. But now they, uh, <laughs> uh, they can just leave it the way it is so maybe i shouldn't even mention it so nobody tell them to change that all right right yeah perfect yeah but i appreciate the yeah that was, i felt like i was uh i had a lot of people supporting me and uh i i appreciate their support and then and that you know i can just uh, keep putting up all those silly games but uh anyway what you got? For Love us? it. My final gamer score glory day and you alluded to it earlier in the podcast was the fact that I do have such a lack of time to play games that I have to uh, find these gems, these these little bright spots where I can get 
uninterrupted gaming time. There was one a, a few days ago or a few months ago where my wife took the kids somewhere and I had like four or five hours in the middle of the day, which was just beautiful. And But I ended up playing XCOM all day, right? So I don't get any achievements for that. No, yep. no glory in that. Yes, it was wonderful, fun. I got to enjoy one of my favorite games of all time. But where's the gamer score? So my <laughs> best scoring day ever was on April 24th, 2017. It was a Monday. And, uh, you know, I was feeling, air quotes, a little under the weather. You know, listen, I'm sure there was actually some truth to it. I, I'm sure I was nauseous or what. I don't even know. But whatever that ailment was... It did not limit my ability to play video games. No, sir. Uh, I, I I was well enough to sit in a couch and just pound out some games. And, uh, and so I didn't do any sort of challenges or trying to break a record or anything. But knowing our contest, our community, and everything we need to do, you can better believe that I got a lot of run on my RTDL and my gamer yeah. score or gamer tag letters. Uh, so what, what was that? What, what did I do that day? Uh, you know, these games were a little bit more fun, but they weren't, the main thing that I had was no interruptions. So you could do stuff like get 80% of fibbage done in about 90 minutes or about mm -hmm. a half hour, right? Where you have to set up all the bra the alternate windows. And since I did fibbage, I might as well do drawful two and have all my, <laughs> uh, incognito browsers, browsers going. Yep. I whipped through iZombie. I'm sure I needed an I. Toby the Secret Mine. I needed a T. We had a couple of Artifacts Mundi gems. One initial playthrough of Eventide Slavic Fable and the other in Dark Arcana. I saved those completions, uh, you know, because of course I need that E for later on. But we mm -hmm. went through an entire playthrough of that. Those, of course, take two playthroughs. Uh, mm -hmm. I got the completion in Disney Infinity 2.0. Which uh, which I had to get the last like twenty feet or whatever those were, mm. and I played a little bit of Adventures of Pip, and so what that <laughs> ended up being, it was only forty seven achievements. I did play eight games, but it was thirty two hundred gamer score, and these are like full game playthroughs in about five to six hours. So it was it was highly efficient. It was fun, and sitting in the couch just popping through digital title after digital title and just whipping through these things those types of moments i you know i don't get to take days off ever if i am <laughs> it's something with the kids or it's a vacation with the wife so to have a quote-unquote day off to sit there and just play video games straight is is glorious and so i hear about your tales and uh, you know your summer vacation your wife goes to work no kids all you have to do is deal with giggle pig um <laughs> Which is a handful in and of itself. She but, is, she is, yeah. You know, it's it's remarkable. And, of course, everyone in our community, you guys have a wonderful uh, gaming habits. And I love to see all the numbers everybody puts up. It is awesome. For me, these very few moments really let me cherish what we have. And uh, and it is just it is just delightful. I, uh, I absolutely love it. So having these moments, can't can't ask for anything better. That's awesome. That was actually a pretty good lineup, though. Uh, yeah, they were fun. I just fun. finished up iZombie, yeah. I, 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 I talked about iZombie last night in freaking level 29. I don't know if you remember level 29, but boy, that one got me. But yeah, it took me forever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Adventures of Pip, I liked that one. That was a pretty good one. 
And uh, yeah, he had some good titles there. That sounds like an outstanding, uh, you know, day on the couch in the summer. For sure, for sure. Well, it is it, <laughs> end of April in Minnesota is not summer. Oh, we, yeah, we're right. we just getting rid of the snow right now. Oh jeez, yeah, that's that's insane. And you you should hear outside. It sounds like the swamp out there. You got frogs and and uh, oh man, everything's just going crazy out there. But yeah, uh, yeah. But that's that's awesome. That's a, that's a cool day. Uh, the it's it's odd that you uh, talked about the, <laughs> the drawful and fibbage because I got one similar to that. Um, where my best gaming day. Uh, so for me, I took uh, my my top 10 list and threw all that G test turny thingy crap off of it and looked at what remained. And I had basically two days left that were, had nothing to do with that G test thing. And so the first one was October 11th, 2017. And you actually know about this one because mm-hmm. you get, you gave me a good old ribbon about it when uh, I came on as a guest on your podcast. So I didn't even know it existed. I didn't know how to look up best days. I didn't know that it really was a thing. Uh-huh. I, uh, and so you uh, basically asked me if uh, about October 11th and asked me if I had a bunch of people over and had a Jackbox party or something like that. And and uh, I it took me a second to understand what you were talking about. And so basically I had done the same thing. Uh, that was uh, Wednesday of my fall break. And so we get a whole week off for fall break. And so that Wednesday, uh, I was an avid lizard listener of Zed to Zed. And so at that point, I remember you had this really exciting, charismatic dude named uh, Randy, and oh, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he was just a handful, and and so he was trying to to win some free Canadian Xbox That's so right. he could play all, yeah, those Canadian region games, and uh, and so he was, I forget the exact extent, but something like whoever got the most gamer score or something like that, and. So at the time, I was still kind of new at the whole Chivo hunting thing, and I wasn't in any contests. And you know, the GTAS thingy was you know not even a blip on my radar. And so, but I had Randy as a friend of mine on my crappy Xbox app. You know, like on your phone, you pull up that that app, and so there's the achievement leaderboard on there. And so you look and you see all your friends on there, and it shows who's in first and second, third. And I saw that he was ahead of me, and I took that personally because I had prided myself on <laughs> however many consecutive, you know, months in a row as top of my my own leaderboard. And uh, you know, I never really thought to I could just delete him as a friend or anything like that. So no. I decided to do something about it. And so I said, well, let me just see how much I can get today. He's sitting here talking about how much he's going to get and all this and that. And so in retrospect, it wasn't really that impressive uh, in the sense that all I did was. Uh, I did ACA Spin Masters, um, and uh, that that's that sounds a lot more exciting than it actually was. Is and that then, a uh, bike game? What is Spin Masters? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's basically uh, two little uh, uh, ne'er do wells running around with uh, yo-yos, and uh, they like hit people with yo-yos, and then you get a little few different upgrades. It's actually an enjoyable game. Uh, it's kind of like an old, it's like Contra without being cool. Uh, well, that's not even a good comparison. It's more like Russian attack or something like that. And so it's all side scrolling wow. and, uh, yeah, you're just hitting people and shooting them and it's all right. It's kind of like a cutesy version of, uh, uh, metal slug. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's more accurate, I think. And so, uh, after that, uh, that's how I started my day. And then I decided, well, you know what? I feel like I should knock out a, g- a game called don't knock twice. And so I knocked it out. 
and I docked it out twice. But no, I uh, <laughs> I, I finished <laughs> I finished that one. That wasn't too bad. Did that jump and, scare uh, get you? There was like one jump scare in there. I think I was looking down when it happened or something. I was looking down at my guide and I was like, and then it happened and then I read, watch out for jump scares. <laughs> like that. Right, I was right. like, well, oh, I guess I missed it. And uh, I, I was probably listening to a podcast. I probably had the volume down, turn, you know, turned real down. But anyway, and so then uh, I decided at that point to have all my friends over, <clears throat> you know, giggle pig. Right. And I completed uh, Quiplash and then I... Went right into Jackbox Party 1, Jack's, <laughs> Jackbox Party 2, oh and then I thought, well, let's just do Jackbox Party 3, and let's just get them all over. And so I ended up with over 4K gamer score and 6K TA, and uh, well, it was a pretty good day for me. Uh, but that was before I really was trying to, you know, set a lot of gamer score in one day. And so that just happened to be, that was kind of what was going on. You know, you think about what was going on that day that caused you to do that. Right. And, uh, and then the other one was July 18th, 2016. So 2016 actually had an appearance on my list. And, uh, this was what I view as my first successful Chivo hunting day ever. And so, at this point, I my addiction had started that summer, and by July, I was you know starting to figure a few things out. Uh, and I didn't have TA, but I had XboxAchievements.com or whatever it was, right? And and, uh, and so somehow I stumbled upon uh, this wonderful. Um, well, I started the day. Let's just say this: I started the day. I, I had my heart was in the right spot. I started with a good old workout, so I actually worked out on Xbox. Xbox Fitness that morning, and I got six Chivos in Xbox Fitness that day. And then, uh, and I'm sure they were legit. I didn't know how to really, you know, do them not the legit way at that point. And then I finished up uh, a game I actually really enjoyed, which was Oxen Free. Uh, the music, man. I love the music in that game. Oh, but I, I, I was, I was close. I thought you played a game called Music Man. I was like, whoa, I've never even heard of that. <laughs> yes, Oxen Free's music, very good. Yeah, and so uh, I was like real close to the end, and so I finished that game up after I got that nice little workout in. And then after that, I was like, well, what should I play? And then I discovered the arcade game series collection. Oh, and I boy. just couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, what is this? And these are games I used to love. Wait a minute, they got easy Chivos. Oh my gosh, they're cheap. And so I just you know, slurped them up with a straw. And so I'm, I just did, I did Pac-Man, then I did Miss Pac-Man, then I did Galaga, then I did Dig Dug, and I just did a, like all four of them, just bam, 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 bam. And so I remember the day fondly because it solidified in me. I was like, man, I'm actually doing all right at this. You know, I was all proud of myself. You know, I'm sitting here getting popping all these Chivos on all these games. I, I guess I didn't really realize at the time how easy they were. But uh, but anyway, it was a simpler time. I was still a young budding Chivo hunter and not jaded and with all these you know games we've mentioned already that have come out on a weekly basis. But uh, anyhow, this day basically solidified in me that it was something I wanted to kind of keep doing. So July 18th, 2016 was probably the day that really was my origin story of the, you know, the day, you know, I fell in the, like the deep well of acid, (laughs) vat of acid and it came out scalded like the Joker or something like that. And so whatever, whatever the origin stories are and yeah, I fell in the well for sure. So, uh, so that would be my best gaming day, I guess, as a Chivo hunter. Nice. Yeah. Would you give it up? I mean, oh, are man. you happy with the path that you've chosen for yourself? 
you know, I ask myself that all the time. Any regrets and yet? Yeah, really do. I don't know. I got to find something new to do. No regrets. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it is something, isn't it? It is. I need to, uh, I don't know, tone it back or something. Yeah, but or... look at all this fun stuff you got out of it. You got a podcast, a bunch of quote-unquote fake friends. Um <laughs> You know, all sorts of these things spawn from the wonderful community that you guys have built. Yeah, the community that, you know, I boost with all the time and all that good stuff. And yeah. So there you go. (laughs) It's it's not so bad. Maybe I should try social gaming at some point. Maybe that would change it up, but... uh... I'm actually, yeah, I'm, you know, at some point we should, we, we should hear about, uh, you know, your meet cute story with your wife. Cause it, it, I find it hard to believe with how little you go outside or meet other people that how, <laughs> how you may have even found this, uh, person that has opted to spend their life with you. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I used to be a pretty outgoing guy in a, in a previous life, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, the years have not been kind. Nope. Nope. Those were the days, weren't they? They were. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we should sit down and stay a while and listen to those stories. Ooh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, I think that about does it for us, yeah? I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Let's uh, not be strangers so often. Yeah. Although, I, I will you. admit, it's mostly my fault. I haven't had a basement that's been functional for a while because uh, my light switch broke, and I'm not an electrician, nor do I want to call one. So, we just flipped the circuit breaker to the basement and said, don't go down there for two months. <laughs> It's it's dangerous to go alone. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I I'm not blameless here either. I I know you're about to head into probably February of the podcast, and so you will see that I just disappear for about a month. Yep. Yeah. You, you, go. you give me the heads up, so it's yeah. very much <laughs> looking forward. To, well, I guess I can't look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, looking forward. We'll to see what happens. I appreciate let's, that. Let's put it that way. <laughs> all right. Uh, fair enough. All right. Well, thanks y'all for uh, listening and. Uh, Until next time. Stay a while and listen. Stay a while and listen.